0: Do not adjust your radio dial. You are tuned in to the Mark Order Podcast.
1: Join the Mark Order.
2: Wednesday night, and you know what that means, it's the Mark Order Podcast, that it is,
1: that it is,
2: you're all a bunch of Marks, you fucking nerds. <laughs> what a bunch of idiots. Ah, uh, yeah.
1: Stupid.
0: What a bunch of fools. Well, fools
1: I tell you.
2: Why is this still preparing? Why are you preparing? I am the mark order. I don't know. How are you guys doing tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you doing?
2: I'm good. I got a haircut. Uh, I look good. I feel good. I've been doing my yoga. I've been eating a lot of salad. There you go. And I'm going to piss it all away in about two seconds. <laughs> when Boy, I open... you're
0: gonna drink like 18. Oh, there you go.
2: When I open my original sin. So I'm excited for is. that. I have tea.
1: <sighs>
2: Kate, well... what do you got uh, going on over there?
1: What do I have going on? Well, I had my green screen out because I wanted to put a cool mark order background up, but then my head kept disappearing and not just like a little bit of my head, like the whole, there was like this little hair bump and then nothing. So it just wasn't working, but I'm here. I'm number two. I'm excited. Happy one year anniversary boys of us doing this podcast. We made it. We got a new brand, we got a new start, a bunch of idiot marks fell for it, thinking that we were infighting, but no, we're cohesive as ever, we are the stable to end all stables, we're the mark order, baby, let's fucking roll.
0: That's right, Kate, they're a bunch of fools, you're number two, by the way, because you are the shit, or just shit, I don't know.
1: <laughs> Depends on the day, really. Really? Um, but that was Derek Jeter's
0: Uh, number, so I'll take it. I'm just messing with you, Kate.
1: Uh, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're right, Kate. Um, I guess, um, we should make sure all the dumb marks understand what's going on. Uh, everything between us is totally fine. We're better than ever. There's, look at, there's Buster. He wants to be part of the group.
1: He wants a strawberry, but it's okay.
0: <laughs> so yeah, we're all good. Uh, Matt will definitely get busier with the summer, yes. but that was just a stupid mark thing we were fucking around with everybody on. Well, thank so... God
1: for recruitment specialist, so that when Matt's out, we can fill in gaps if need be, you know?
0: That's true. There are definitely going to be other marks we're going to need to pull into this uh, show at certain points in time, and we'll certainly do that. But um, thanks to everybody for joining us. This is Mark Order Podcast number one.
1: Yeah.
2: That's it. Number one.
1: And And you can,
2: you can, sorry, Kate, you can find this podcast at jointhemarkorder.com once it is done. uh, If you're not listening live on uh, Facebook or Rant EM radio, Uh, you can go to jointhemarkorder.com. Uh, shout out to old man, Tony for helping us set up a website and asking me questions that I had zero idea. I thought he was my fucking Okada falling over again. God damn it. Uh, (laughs) this was a problem Monday night too. And it really bothered me. And I got up in the middle of the show to fix it, (laughs) but thank you to old man, Tony for helping set up our website and, uh, and thank you to Anthony for doing, uh, all the dark order stuff, uh, the mark what order, stuff? the mark order stuff. It's gonna take a while to get used to, okay? <laughs> um, and Kate for doing the intro music, uh, and me for doing nothing. So thank you, me. I'm uh, a <laughs> pat on the back there. Hey, Buster.
1: Hey, buddy. You he just, I have frozen strawberries, and he loves them.
2: Oh, yeah. I bet he does. Among other things, right? Yeah. <laughs> so what started out as something to do during the pandemic on Wednesday nights after AEW Dynamite turned into something bigger than we all thought. So uh, we are part of the Shining Wizards Network, but we are now our own entity. We are the Dark Order podcast. Uh, this does no, not change. No, not. Mark order the Mark God Order. What the fuck? <laughs> oh, we picked the wrong name. No, you oh. picked the wrong wizard to do a podcast with because I'm going to picture this a thousand times. We are the Mark Order Podcast. I am not done with the Shining Wizards. Uh, as you guys know, we got a bunch of new followers on Twitter today, and that was like, oh, you're leaving? And I'm like, no, I'm not leaving the show. I'm doing both. I like doing both podcasts. Um, you're a
1: madman.
2: Not as but- mad as you, Kate. You do many, many more podcasts than me.
1: I do, though one of them, I'm cheating because it's pre-recorded by like eight episodes. So. <laughs>
2: See, but that's that's smart.
1: It's it makes it easy. Uh I definitely think that I don't know how you guys have been have never missed a week is really impressive. Of over 500 episodes of, on the Monday Night Show. It's very cool. That's not going anywhere. Maths not going anywhere. Listen to the Monday Night Show. It rules. You have Michael Bennett next week, right?
2: Yes, we oh, do. Yeah. We do have Michael Bennett next week. Last week we had this week we had no guest. But we are the Mark Order Podcast now, so join themarkorder.com as the website. All links to social media are on there, all episodes right now. Uh, if you're listening to this, you're probably only listening live on Facebook or through the website. Uh, Tony is in the process of getting a feed up for iTunes and Spotify and all the other happy horse shit, so give him a little time to get that done. But for the meantime, join the dot. Calm. Uh, how are you guys doing this week? How is everything?
1: Um, spring cleaning madness continues. March madness for Kate continues. <laughs> um, but things are good. I got purple shadow on today. Rocking my Anna J look. Can't really tell because my camera's all fuzzy and shitty, but I went hard as I always do. Very excited to be talking wrestling. Very excited about how much wrestling there is in general and some recent schedule changes which means i get something i want to watch every day of the week now after mania i'm good man rocking and rolling and how are you
0: nice yeah it's been uh it's been another long week man you would think that eventually we're gonna run out of long weeks but uh There's just been a lot of shit going on in the world, and it's been a long week. So I'm happy again that it's Wednesday, and we're here on the new Mark Order podcast and kind of kicking it off. And I think, uh, you know, I think we've got a lot of fun stuff lined up, which we'll obviously talk about later. But I think we've got some fun ideas for the Mark Order podcast, getting us off the ground and some fun things we can get everybody involved with. So stay tuned, and thank you for your support. As Matt said, you can go to jointhemarkorder.com and kind of follow us. This episode will be up there with all our other episodes. We'll put all our links to social. Do you know do you guys honestly know how long it took me on that countdown page to put up three fucking links to our social? It took me honestly 4 hours because I had to fucking figure out how the coding worked. But it got done. And I'll have to add TikTok cuz we're on TikTok now. I'm starting to huh, TikTok what? and I'm going I'm going down the goddamn QAnon rabbit hole. Do you guys okay. know that there's There's fucking lizard people out there, and that nothing's real. What?
1: Did you know that flat earthers think Australia doesn't exist?
2: No. What? Yeah, you just go over the edge.
1: They just deny. They think they're paid actors, which is like who? Fun thing. Kangaroos. Maybe. Yeah. Koalas. What? Yeah, they're probably like from. Well, do, do flat earthers believe in outer space? Do flat earthers, the flat
2: it. earthers believe in aborigines?
1: That's a good question.
2: That is the extent of my Australian knowledge I can throw. I talked No, Australia, stupid asses. I did an interview with Slex from Ring of Honor right at the beginning of the pandemic when he was supposed to fly to the States for Ring of Honor's 18th anniversary show. When I called him, it was like 9 o'clock at night here, and it was like 11 o'clock in the morning, Monday, in Australia. I don't want to hear it. I don't like to get out of here with your flat earth, your morons, your bunch of dummies, you dumb
0: dums. That's why it doesn't exist, Matt. You can't talk to the future. It doesn't oh, work that
2: way. The future. <laughs> ah. So, and what you got is that a green screen behind you Anthony or you just put the logo on the Zoom? No, it's just on the Zoom, man. You got to get with it. You can do it. No, I like my I got to add more pictures. I had a very lazy Don't day today.
0: I have a very messy office, see? Oh, All it looks good.
2: like a disaster. Pigstock. Yeah.
0: Once we came off of the uh once we came off of the Shining Wizards till as far as being an official part of quarantine content, you guys cut off my funding to go to Jacksonville every week. So now I'm just going to be in the office. Oh, well, let's, I
2: don't know. Talk to Tony.
0: Well, well, we don't need to talk to Tony. We're our own thing. Now we'll right. build our funds. We still have Haha, By the way, everybody who went out there and ordered all of your goddamn manscaped right away. You could still use the code.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Use the code dynamite at checkout and save 20%. I, um,
1: PowerPoint,
2: PowerPoint, PowerPoint, I started doing a yoga again, right? Uh-huh. But I'm not doing it every day. I'm doing it every other day because my elbow is still sore, so I don't want to hurt myself. So I've uh, supplemented every other day with a walk because I have all these paths and stuff around me. So today I walked to the quick check and then I walked back. Now, I did not factor in the ratio of salad I've been eating to the amount of shit that is in my body. And if you want to get your heart rate up, you walk like a mile and a half holding in a poop, your heart rate will go through the roof. <laughs> I did not I did not shit my pants like many people may think. You've heard the stories on the Monday night show, but uh it was it was there was a lot of talking to myself, a lot of getting myself hyped up, you know, there's the house, you're a little closer. Don't run. Uh it was rainy, it was humid. I was very sweaty by the time I got home.
1: Did you not realize it at the quick check? Like you couldn't do a quick
2: check? Poop? Nope. I was good at the quick check. I was good. I walked five miles today.
1: Holy shit, dude.
2: Right. I used. The, I made myself nice. my breakfast, and then I used the restroom, and I thought I was good, and I threw on the the AirPods, and I put on the Kurt Angle podcast, and we were off and running. And nice. I have all these pat. I have the Patriot Path right by my house, which is fucking ginormous, apparently. It runs from like... I don't know, like it's like 90 miles long, but it takes you through like some residential areas. So I said, oh, I'll just walk to the quick check and then walk back. And then, then when I got back to the Patriots path, that's when the troubles, trouble started brewing. It was rough. Oh boy. Yeah, it was, it was, <laughs> but there were no, we were good. I got home and uh, I found in the mailbox, my, uh, my new AEW t-shirt and I got my barbed wire exploding death match t-shirt in the mail. Uh so I was very excited about that. So I said, "Oh, this is perfect to wear. It's very comfy. I feel nice in it." And I got to watch AEW tonight. So I was like, "High five.
1: That's a good day. I...
2: Two questions for you. One, because
0: you almost uh had an accident today, maybe uh we should switch you to number 2 and Kate can be uh number 1. Uh, you know, I think that might make sense. Uh and then two, was it like Christmas? Did you
2: forget your shirts were coming? Did you know they were coming, or was it a surprise? Typically, Pro Wrestling Tees will send me an email telling me that they have. And they may have, and I may have just lost it in the shuffle. I'm pretty good at keeping track of emails, but I did a thing back in the day where I set up a Google ping back any time the Shining Wizards were mentioned, and we got picked up a lot this week for the Josh Woods and the Henry Goddard interview, so I was getting a lot of pingbacks for that, too, and that was exciting. Uh but then I don't know. I don't know if I got an email. But I was very it was, it was a good surprise. Very nice. Good surprise. Very nice. I, yeah. I have a blender coming tomorrow, so
0: I'm looking forward to
2: that. I have uh my wife ordered a GI Joe action figure for her friend last year, and I got the email this morning that it was coming cuz they were like limited edition, you could only order one. And I think yep. I'm waiting for other things to come. I don't know i ordered an almanac an Go, almanac a wrestling almanac oh okay well i guess
0: that makes sense from england although it's not going to tell you about the sunrise and the sunsets right
2: no i i mean that'd be weird in a wrestling almanac if they told me the sunrise and the sunsets
0: <laughs> well the only almanac i knew was i guess the farmer's almanac which would tell you the sunrise and sunset i think across every day Maybe even uh, rain totals. I don't know. I
2: got a sports almanac once and I thought that was pretty cool.
0: Were you able to go to the past and place bets and make yourself rich? No. I wish I was. I wish. It's probably best, Matt, because I could foresee something wrong happening and it getting into somebody's hands the wrong way. And then you come back and the city's uh, totally run down. And then there's somebody who owns a big casino. Uh, who's just running the show, you know, could be a mess. mess. Yeah,
2: no, I I hear you. I hear you. It could be a disaster. I would just move as far into the woods as possible. If Do I had... either of you know what I'm talking about? Yes, you're talking about Back to the Future too. Okay. I wasn't sure. Kate looked very confused. No, she was doing, like, the thinking man thing. She knew. I don't... Thinking, thinking. <laughs> thinking, thinking. Kate's thinking. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, this is a new venture, too. So please share uh, our social media handles uh, with people so they follow us. A lot of we were kind of like mums the word on what uh, this is, but it's the Mark Order Podcast at Mark Order Pod on all forms of social media. Uh, So just give us a follow. Um, Yeah, sorry. We're all over the place because I'm excited. Kate's excited. Anthony's excited. uh, Although he's not in Jacksonville, so he is a little. What is that?
1: Buster's just very excited about these developments. It's all
2: about the strawberries.
1: <laughs> and his toy and the Mark Order podcast. He's just hyped today.
2: And opening day is tomorrow?
1: Yeah, it is!
2: I to totally forgot. I'm off tomorrow. I am fucking... Ah, I am jacked. I guess the weather's supposed to be good tomorrow, right? Because they were saying it
0: was supposed to be bad I think last week. I don't give a shit. The Mets are in Washington.
2: I don't know. (laughs) I ain't leaving the
0: house. I totally forgot that uh, opening day was tomorrow. I I mean, you know, I should be a better fan than that, but I guess I'll see a game tomorrow. That's at least good.
2: Yeah, 1 o'clock, the Yanks play the Blue Jays at the stadium, and the rain's supposed to stop by 11 a.m., so they should be able to get that in. That'll be good. Uh, I'll probably be on the phone for,
0: oh, the entire afternoon tomorrow, so I won't get to see the game, but... I'll catch a replay. You It'll watch it a- good, and that means there'll probably be baseball on uh, all day tomorrow night. So all I'll get day. to see something all day,
2: all day, and I'm off for
1: Did Easter. Do you know the Scott Stapp Marlins song? Yes. Oh, my yes. Goodness. So I worked for the Mets AA affiliate, and my boss there is now the ticket office manager for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and so. We talk like sporadically throughout the year. We still keep in touch, but I know every single opening day, one of us is going to send us the video of that Scott Stapp Marlins song. And then the other one is going to send the Jim Rome rant on that (laughs) Scott Stapp Marlins song. If you haven't heard it, it's a song he originally wrote about his son and he changed the words to be about the Marlins with just very generic baseball terms and a very cheesy like crack of the bat sound effect. It's unbelievable. It's maybe my favorite song ever.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's not great. Um, I'm pretty sure I heard it on like some show like the Bonfire or Bennington or something because I listen to that stuff usually like all day when I can. But yeah, I heard it. It is not great. (laughs) But you should, you should go out of your way to hear it because it's so bad.
1: Seriously. So bad, it's good. That's it. Let's play ball. It's game day. We want strikeouts, base hits, double plays. Take the field, hear the
2: roar on the crowd. This is highly embarrassing. Wow, wow! Do they? I wonder. And you know what? They don't play this at a Marlins game, do they? They have to, right?
1: Oh, he performs it live when it came out. So I don't know if they perform it every year, but I perform it in my living room every year.
2: <laughs> they have to play it, though, on opening day in Florida, right? In Miami.
1: I would think so. I mean, he wrote it for the Marlins. It was about his son, and he changed the words to be about the Marlins. I
2: thought you were oh going to tell God. me his son was a Marlin. That could be. You know, they have to, like,
0: if if this, is, if this was my team, right, if the Marlins were my team, like, I ran it, I would say, here's the only thing I care about. Uh, opening day, maybe even before every game, We have that with a giant, like on the giant screens with a Marlins montage. It doesn't even have to be baseball player Marlins. It could be Marlins jumping out of the ocean. Like as long as it played along with something on the giant screen, that would be my one decree as the owner of the Marlins, but I'm not. So it is what it is. That's a, that's a shame because it's a beautiful stadium. You know, I have to get there. Um, 2020, I had a few stadium stops on my list. Uh, That did not happen. Uh, So we'll see. I'm slated to get vaccination number two. And again, I don't know about that because now that I'm on TikTok and I'm going down the rabbit hole, man, uh, I really feel like there's uh, like uh, little tiny robots in my bloodstream now. Oh, yeah. Uh, And then I'm being tracked all the time. Okay. So... I don't know if these scientists know what they're talking about. I might just not get the second vaccine and just screw masks. It's just a man trying to control me. Uh,
1: but can't you then cancel your 5G if you have your microchip? That's what I want to know. That's great.
0: I mean, I haven't picked up signals yet, but according to all the conspiracy things I'm seeing on TikTok, uh, you know, uh, it's coming. So we'll you see. You mean
1: the videos they make with their location services on their phone? You
0: mean those ones? No, Kate. No, those are just scrambled addresses. They're just using false addresses.
1: Gotcha. I'm going gotcha. to uh, go out on social security numbers, right? <laughs>
2: That's right. I'm going to go it. out on a limb and say we should probably just get rid of TikTok. No, it's been opening my eyes, Matt. No, no. My see eyes are wide open. I went down this road on the Monday Night Podcast with Shining Wizards Tony. He doesn't do well in the IWC. Uh, and it v- he gets very upset with the internet wrestling community and just people online in general, uh, and it really bothers him. And uh, you've seen the anger, the frustration, the aggravation. I don't need that from you, okay? I don't even know if anyone who listens to this show uses TikTok. I don't know what the fuck TikTok is.
1: It's Vine. Remember Vine?
2: Well, no. Yeah. Oh, well, what was I'll that other thing? There was another thing, right? There was uh
0: there was Vine and then there was uh fuck, what was it? Um it was like the live video thing. Uh
1: Tout I don't remember the name of it. Tout?
0: Yes. Tout <laughs> Yes.
1: Only WWE used it and they used it for like four and a half minutes and then it was gone. But there was an
0: there was another Periscope. That was another one. Periscope was one and a lot of times like people would be periscoping live events. So like I watched a couple of like boxing pay-per-views that people who were there were just like shooting everything on Tout. So you just see somebody in like the third row shooting the whole fucking thing on their uh, on their periscope. But no TikTok's actually. Uh, this is the only thing I use TikTok for. I've never used it before. What is? A I don't TikTok? look at anything. It's just you can make videos, and uh, believe it or not. Our first few videos that were just really kind of teases on how to find us when we're going live, they've gotten quite a few uh few views. People are finding them. I don't know if people people haven't followed. I don't really know how the following works on, on TikTok. But like our first video, which was really again just like, hey, next week, here we come, like it got like over three hundred views, and I didn't do anything. So
2: once we really figure this out, guys. Uh once you unless you have frogs in your pockets when you say we uh once you figure that out i have zero interest in tiktok uh, you're lucky i know how to work fucking twitter well listen we need, it's
0: just all about having places to put content out man no We're i get gonna... it but that's like a video thing we don't do video do we well what are we fucking doing now on facebook
2: this is a facebook live video but you well, can't... this is Wait, now
0: going to go on TikTok. That whole thing you just did—it's going on
2: TikTok—is is now now or is then now? It's now. We are living now. Right. That was then. This is now. Soon, will be now.
1: Who's on first?
2: Um, is there a time limit on a TikTok video?
0: I don't know. I haven't done any live videos. Okay. I've just put in photos up and turned them into videos.
1: One minute.
2: One minute. <laughs> Kate says people have tuned in and they have already tuned out because we are not talking about AEW at all. We're talking about fucking <laughs> TikTok flat earthers we'll get, and Austin uh, and we'll Austin Aries. <laughs> what are you gonna do? You gonna do what are you gonna do to go Dan's viral? Do
1: one of the the TikTok dances and he's gonna get us all famous.
2: To no. no, no, not, I'm not to any, I'm, not, no I'm not doing any dances. You take your shirt off.
0: No, why not? No, no that's not going to happen. No, I
2: took my. That shirt That would get off. negative views. You did? Uh, yeah, on the Monday Night Show. Couple well, times. Let's go,
0: let's go, Matt. Let's get let's get the views up for show number one here.
2: You really want me to take off my shirt?
0: <laughs> no, Matt. Oh, we I already
1: don't. need an exalted one.
0: I would. <laughs> I think Matt is the exhausted one.
2: No, I'm feeling good. I did nothing today. I went for my shit walk. I almost shit my pants. Uh, I read a couple wrestling magazines. I watched a bunch of episodes, Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I watched NWA Power. I watched MLW Fusion. I watched Dynamite. I cooked dinner for my wife. Uh, Ate dinner with my wife. Went back to watching Dynamite. Came up here. Started a podcast. Doing a podcast. Now, right now, I'm doing a podcast.
0: Now or then?
2: Now. And I'm off tomorrow. Look at that. How would you get like two days off? Because I got rained out today. I was supposed to be out on the truck. Look at that. Look at that. And uh, And it wasn't even really raining that hard. You
0: probably could have gotten
2: away with it. You know what? I don't work in the truck. I work outside the truck. And you know what flour and water make, Anthony? They make a mess. It doesn't work. I was going to say dough, but... There's not, no. We're not putting a ton of flour... Whatever, don't rain on my parade. And I had mentioned in passing that April 1st was opening day. And then to my surprise, I saw the schedule and he had given me off for opening day. And I don't have to work on Easter either. So I am having a very nice light week and I should enjoy it while I have it. Wait, and my he, wife is, is not Easter sick w- anymore, so that's good. Yeah. Well, that's good. Because she was sick and miserable all week, last week, Ooh. into this week. and Now she's better. Her family's coming over for Easter, so she was like, I'm going to go to ShopRite now. I rushed home to eat dinner with you because I know you do your podcast. Now I'm going to go to ShopRite because her family's coming over for Easter. Nice. Is that this weekend? Easter is Sunday. Ah. Uh, well. I don't I believe through. in any of that stuff. Yeah, neither do I. But if it, if it gets me a day off and I can see my niece and nephew... I'm okay with it, and uh, Sunday they'll definitely be baseball on Sunday. So it's true. Give me some my original sins. It,
1: my mom calls it spring kickoff now because we're not like super <laughs> religious, so she's like, "It's not really like Easter; it's spring kickoff." And I was like, "Okay, <laughs> whatever you want to do." I still want jelly beans, but Ugh. that's the jam. No jelly beans?
2: No, I ate I'm a all lot about of- the jelly beans. Nah, I ate a lot of peeps when I was a kid. Like, way, like more peeps than the... Nor- like, open them up, eat them all right in the morning. I just... Uh, you know, once, though, I did get Macho Man Randy Savage and the Ultimate Warrior Hasbro figures for Easter.
0: Really? Yeah. Were you an adult or were you a child? No, no, I was a youth. Oh, okay. I don't remember and- ever <laughs> getting, like... I don't remember getting, like, toys
2: for Easter. They fit right in the basket. I got one and my brother got one, but I just claimed them all for me. You just took them? Yeah, that makes sense. Just put, it, I'm like, just put them with all the other wrestlers. It'll be fine. And then I was the only one that really played with them. You were the Alpha Bowman boy. I was the wrestling nerd right. boy who could spend hours on the living room floor with his wrestling toys. Was? I don't play with my figures.
0: Yeah, okay. I Kate, swear to God. Kate, you know as well as I do. Kate, you know as well as I do. He takes him out to let him breathe every now and again. And he takes him on the floor and he's like, oh, you.
2: K-k-k-k. Look. Those uh,
1: are his guys.
2: I'm just going to let you in on a secret. I'm 40, almost 40 years old. Okay. After sitting on this couch for two hours, sometimes three, getting up is a fucking hassle and it hurts my knees i can't sit on the fucking floor what are you crazy
0: well you know uh you don't have to sit you can sprawl out you can lay down and play with your guys
2: my guys all are displayed they don't come out of the cases i don't buy it kate i don't know about you i don't buy it there's
1: there's no part of me that buys
2: that wrong wizard i don't play kevin plays with his figures i don't play with mine okay
1: You get two. Yes. You get one from the shelves.
2: Right. They they stay on the shelves and the other. Look, I love the AEW figures. They're beautiful, right? A lot of accessories, though. As a child, taking them on and off, it would be a hassle for me. Just Look, I'm just looking at the Orange Cassidy figure. If he's going to have a wrestling match and I'm playing with them, I got to bring him. He's got to come out in his gear, right? Then I got to okay. take his sunglasses off. Then I got to take off his jacket. Then I got to take off his T-shirt. That's a fucking lot. Because putting I him back never, on would be a pain in the ass. I'm not going to let him wrestle in his shit. He doesn't wrestle in his shit. I never uh, I never was thought about that much when I was a kid. So Well, when we were kids, our toys did not have all my Hasbros. All their gear is painted on. It doesn't come off. Maybe you That's put true. the scissors in Brutus's hand. Don't lose them, though. <laughs> they go right in the corner under the last bottom turnbuckle, right in the corner. That's where those guys go.
1: I mean, I play with the Barbies, so accessories galore. Like, and they even had like little tiny stupid earrings, like just for you to step on, <laughs> just for one of them to fall out and for you to step on.
0: Terrible! So just changing terrible. It
1: was a part of the accessorizing process. It was half the fun. And then we didn't really have a Barbie pool, so we would use pots and pans.
2: Well of course you of course. I used for a steel cage from my Hasbro figures, I used the electric fence from a Jurassic Park playset. Ooh, very of, innovative. Four of them fit right around uh the ring. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good uh it's a good
0: life hack, Matt. You're teaching something to the kids out there. Well
2: now forget it, man. You've been to Ringside Collectibles, they got all those fucking sets with the crazy rings and stuff. I have. No, too I much. have,
0: and, and we're talking about guys, and it's obviously not on the agenda.
2: But they did announce series six, right? They announced series six a while ago, and I think they just dropped the uh, the photos of the of the. Uh, they're not the scans. They're like the the outlines, like the them.
0: rough the rough molds or whatever. Yes. Yes, got and it. we
2: got. Uh, yeah. We're going to get a sheet of figure. Maybe she'll look like Blossom's yeah. friend. This one is... Gr- I walk by it all the time. It's fucking awful. It disgusts me. The Rio one? I hate it. I want to pu- punch it.
0: So do I. I mean... Uh, yeah, it's not good. Maybe they'll make an alternate head we could buy that's better. Maybe they should make an alternate head and send it to everybody and be like, we're so sorry.
2: I don't know. Or, yeah, give me another head. Like the Pac one, I just put the one on that has the hair in his face. I know who it is.
0: What does everybody want? Head. That's right. Everybody wants it. What does everybody need? Head. That's what I thought. Matt's shaking it's the
1: head. To Joey Lawrence. Well, Go the Whoa. other way with it.
0: <laughs> yeah. Just turn it into a Blossom action figure set?
1: Yeah. Aren't they,
0: weren't, is, is it, was that coming to Peacock? Were they doing a Blossom reboot or no? No, I think that's Punky Brewster. Yes, I know that happened. Well, I bring it up because I'm all, I'm just amazed now to see like especially on uh, Paramount Plus. And I don't have Paramount Plus. What the fuck is going on with my camera? Uh, I don't have Paramount Plus, but um, like they're announcing all these shows for like MTV. And you can clearly tell like we're not trying to get new people. We're trying to get the people like in our age range because they were like, we're doing true life with like LL Cool J and like Jennifer Lopez. And it's like they did them all back in the day. They're just doing new ones. Just look. And just then they're also, a... they're doing the real world
2: with the first New York cast. Uh, they can So can't clearly do that. they're
0: just like, yes.
2: You're going to, so wait, these people from like 30 years ago, you're going to put them in a fucking house again? Why? What are they all going to play? Fucking Mahjong, backgammon. I don't know if they're actually, you know what? That's a good point. I don't know if they're living
0: in a house, but whatever I saw was like real world New York original cast. Like not even the second one that had the Miz and that was a little newer. We're talking like the original New York cast. Right, and they couldn't they're do the same. For-
1: on WWE. This is like some Hogan and Goldberg shit where they don't know how to use like their old talent. Like just have them host. Just have them do hosting things.
0: I mean, they're clearly not trying to put out new content like where they'd have to like bring new people in. No, you couldn't. But not in
2: this day and age,
0: either way. Well, we've talked about like everything except wrestling, I guess, right? We yeah. Well, you gotta you know about-
2: get get people comfortable. Maybe we got some new listeners. This is who we are. This is what we do. Uh, we do talk about all elite wrestling, AEW, um, and it's been a I week- mean, that's really what the.
0: That's really what the Mark Order podcast is about, right? That's the essence of the Mark Order podcast. We probably shouldn't can do we this. Do we should figure something else out. Why? Because uh, it's not our original thing. But uh, I don't know. Kate's raising her hand. What are we doing? We're raising hands. Can we do d- yeah, two d- double hands.
1: Arr. Arr. <laughs> Monster hands.
2: I can't. So, uh, I can't get into. Uh, like, Dark Elevation and Dark is too much right now. So, it, uh, yeah. <laughs>
0: I I haven't watched either one of them. I put them on the agenda because I wasn't sure if anybody did watch them. Oh, there's an but agenda? But again,
2: oh yeah, like yeah. That. there's an agenda.
0: I've been chatting to you guys for like an hour now. New um, show,
2: question mark, question mark, question mark. There was a new AEW show? No, this new show. You've, oh. We've already done that. Cross what it off the list. All right. Highlighted it. Delete still there all right (laughs)
0: um yeah i you know again as i said like uh, other things have been dominating my viewing schedule for the week so far so i did not watch elevation or dark or the impact crossover do you guys see any of that stuff no
1: i saw good old regular dark and it was good it went till eight thirty, i think to try and compensate for how long because like elevation was really long this week like really really long um but there were some more like background profiling things like they did one on bear country i saw um no major takeaways and even though they trimmed it down it was like i don't need to see like the chaos project versus jobbers in a squash like ever like it does just feel like a lot of content. I think they have some distinguishing of what is what to do, but it's just like a lot to ask. And now, like with NXT moving to Tuesdays, I know that's going to supersede the priority for me. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, it does feel like a lot of content. I really liked Vipress from Dark. She had a really cool look and um, was really good in the ring. I forget who she was up against. But she had a really cool Northern Light Soothplex is underrated, I would say. Very cool move.
2: I know, uh, and I know there was a great tag team from the Northeast on Dark and Elevation, Milk Chocolate. Um, They're really fucking good, too, so that's kind of a good sign to see them on there. Um, I saw in the notes, Ant, that you had the Impact crossover. Don't forget about the NWA Power crossover, either. Uh, Alex Gracia. She's a female competitor. She is uh she teamed with Thunder Rosa on NWA Power this week. Uh against Genocide and uh Sky Blue, I think her name was. Uh and that was a good match. So, you know. Yeah, I don't I don't really watch
0: NWA Power. Power. Um so I, I forgot about it. I will say this, just to back up. Go go ahead. Uh question. Dockin into the
2: fire. Thoughts. Uh, I am not a docking fan. So you don't know the song or you don't like the song? Uh, I don't
0: know if I know it. I might have to hear it. But I can tell you I won't like it because I don't like Dokken. Wow. Right out of the gate. Just automatically, huh? All right. Not a docking fan. Not a Docking guy. But let me go back real quick. So I did
2: see... No, not Docking. docking Like Don Dokken. No, no, I know Don Dokken. Or dong Docking. I, call, I said Don. I saw George Lynch play a solo show once at Dingbats, and there were like seventy five people there. And during like a lull, I was like, dong Dog, it's a piece of shit. And it was like <laughs> this really uncomfortable silence.
0: <laughs> I can't believe there were actually seventy five people at Dingbats for something at any point in
2: time. Oh man, I went and saw Andrew WK there the last time I was there, and the place was fucking packed.
0: I don't believe that either. Was it the was it the original Andrew W.K. or was it the replacement Andrew W.K.? What? Yeah, look up the Andrew W.K. conspiracy theories. There are a lot of conspiracy theories on Andrew W.K. that
2: the Andrew W.K. now is not the original Andrew W.K. He may be a twin or a triplet. Oh, what is he, the fucking ultimate warrior from the 90s? It was Andrew W.K. I saw the fucking guy. Well...
0: Was it the original one? Yes, was he the was the OG one that played the piano. Yeah, he played right. the piano. He did well, it
2: all. He sounded great. It was awesome.
0: Well, so then NWA, you, lucky you. So I wanted to just jump back to Dark uh, Elevation because uh, uh, again, I didn't see it, but from what I kind of read about it, was we did get a couple story things on Elevation, right? Like I heard that there was an interview with uh, Ethan Page where he said that he talked to somebody. You know, he said, I had a conversation or something like that with somebody today. And he didn't really give up too much. And we'll get to what we saw tonight, later. Uh, but that kind of played itself out. And then also uh, the Bear Country thing, where I guess uh, they had some sort of uh, interaction with, uh, you know, who? The Jurassic Express, right? So we saw that kind of play out tonight. Also, I saw Thunder Rosa uh kind of have words with diamante right so yeah. i feel like that could be cool uh, they're doing something with diamante so that's nice so i mean i'll say this uh, I, when the time opens up i will certainly check out elevation because it seems like they're doing what they said right like the story and they're kind of stretching it out into the other stuff but i just haven't had the time that's been the problem and we will talk later about the wrestling world schedule is changing but um right now it's a little packed and then yes i did see matt on dark i had to actually go look it up uh milk chocolate because i couldn't believe that was actually a team name uh they're fucking awesome they're a great Um, tag team yeah from what i read uh it was a good match against the butcher and the blade um Uh, But yeah, uh, I, I, you'd have to fill me in on anything else with the NWA crossover, but I know that uh, on impact, I guess, Kenny Omega uh, got, I guess, uh, beat up in a casino or something like that. Uh, So again, they're building to that show, Um, you know, they're
2: building to their, their big show when they move to Thursday nights. Uh, when it'll be Kenny and the Good Brothers against Rich Swan, Willie Mack, and Eddie Edwards.
0: That's right. That's right. So there's a lot going on uh, outside of Dynamite and Dark, Um, but we just haven't had time. Go ahead, Matt. Let me ask you guys a question.
2: Is Impact even on your
0: radar? Again, it was really just the fact that I haven't had time, and Tuesdays is kind of a packed night. So again we're going to talk about the the upcoming schedule changes later to kind of break out where everything is. So, you know, I it will be moving to a night where I don't really currently have anything on, but for me it's kind of a pain in the ass because I don't have access. So I have to watch on Twitch and sometimes Twitch is no pun intended pretty twitchy. Um so it doesn't always hold up the stream for me. Like I've watched before and Sometimes I'll get a half hour uninterrupted, perfect. And then all of a sudden it starts to buffer every 20 seconds and I just have to turn it off. I can't do it. So I would watch more impact cause I think it's actually pretty good. Uh, you know, the, the wrestling's good. Some of the story stuff I'm, I i do not necessarily love, but I think they have some talent there and their women's division's good. So it's just a matter of time. Fair enough.
2: Kate.
1: Yeah. I just feel like for some reason I'm not, I I don't know if it's the no crowd that was really killing them or what it is, but like the momentum of the show doesn't grab me. And I feel like I can get caught up after seeing clips and stuff. Um, Though I am interested in like pay-per-views. I feel like I don't want to tune in weekly, but like, I like, I feel like I can bridge the gap enough just keeping up and then watching their, their pay-per-views. I think once Moose is champion, then I'll be interested. I just really don't care about Rich Swan, but I love the X Division. I like the women's division a lot. Um but I just don't feel like I need to sit down and devote a couple of hours to it and much like ant like it's kind of a pain. It's the thing I'm maybe other than like MLW that I'm like the least excited about and it's the hardest thing for me to go out of my way to access. So, um yeah, I'm not like super into it. Kevin does a great job tweeting maybe to a detriment to the point where I don't have to watch it. <laughs> But, uh, I like it. I just, I watched so much other wrestling. <laughs> well, that's, we,
2: we talked about it Monday night. And my question to them is, you know, like Kevin was mad about Peacock. Um, and I was like, oh, it'll open up opportunities for you to watch current product, but he's not invested in the current product. So why would you waste your time watching, you know, you're more comfortable putting on the 1992 Royal Rumble and falling asleep versus trying to power through an MLW episode or an impact episode and falling asleep. Um, My question to you guys before we get into AEW, is there such thing as too much wrestling? I mean,
0: here's the thing. Like, you don't have to watch all of it, right? Like, Absolutely. So I guess there's not, because the good thing about having so many products is you watch what you want, you don't watch what you don't want, and you just let the rest fucking fall off a cliff. It doesn't matter. I don't watch any... WWE or NXT. I just don't enjoy that brand or those brands uh, anymore. So I don't watch it. So I don't give a shit. I don't talk about it in the discord, by the way, we're still active in the shining wizards discord. So you can join in and join the Mark order there as well. But uh, you know, I don't, I don't jump into those conversations or watch it because it just isn't for me. So if I was highly invested in the WWE and AEW and, And maybe even something like New Japan. Like, yeah, then I'd probably be willing to say there's just too much wrestling. But to be honest, I'm really full-time kind of paying attention to AEW. And it's not because we do this podcast. It's because I genuinely enjoy it. But I don't watch the Monday and the Tuesday all the time. And that's fine. Like, you don't need to. Right. I just, I think it's all about your personal taste, to be honest. Because I think having all this variety is good. But You know, you don't have to watch it all.
1: Yeah. So the problem for me is so the answer to your question is no, there's not too much wrestling in general. The problem for me is I'm a mark for like everything. So I want to watch it all. (laughs) And I certainly have my favorites, but like I love, I love stupid stuff. I love death matches. I love watching GCW. I love watching ROH. Like I love a lot of wrestling. So like, that's just like a personal like addiction that I have um I don't think it's a problem of too much being out there though I will say my best friend Dave Meltzer (laughs) he made a point uh when I saw their live taping that like what happens is something like Fox will take a risk on WWE and then all of these like sub channels want to invest in wrestling because a huge stakeholder took a risk on it and then it becomes like oversaturated And then we've seen in history that like a lot of those then pack up shop again because you are oversaturated. So I think it can be almost detrimental to itself. I don't know if now that it's accessible on the internet and on cable and on DVR, if that's the same thing, but I did understand this point of like Fox, huge deal, taking a risk on SmackDown has like this trickle down effect. And then all of a sudden you're spread so wide and there's so much wrestling. So um, I just thought that was a very like interesting wrestling history point that I've like, I'm seeing unfold in real time, but I feel the opposite. I feel like we're in a golden age of wrestling. Like I love, I had to cut MLW out because there's so much other stuff I love to watch, but like if it weren't for our way to New Japan and all these other things I love, I'd probably be watching that too. And just be like, all right, I love Hammerstone and not the other stuff. Who cares? But um, my, my only personal thing is that I'm not as discerning. Cause I, I like
0: it all. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what's what's also interesting is to see how, like, the internet has kind of changed everything, right? Like, and, and by that, that made me sound really old. Like, hey, this thing, the internet. Uh, but, like, I guess when I say that, like, what I really mean is all these kind of streaming services, right? Like, Fight took off and, you know, people have dedicated, you know, money and time to, to fight and it works. So when obviously, you know, people at fight or other platforms see it works, like look at NWA, they signed a deal to, to be on fight and like good for them. Um, but if you want to see it, you got to pay for it. And I think that that also sort of uh, helps cut down the clutter, right? Because then it's really like, what am I willing to pay my hard earned money for to kind of watch? Cause if you're a casual watcher, you're not going to pay for it, right? You're just going to kind of catch it when you can catch it. But it's uh, it's definitely interesting to see where we are now with so much content being available. And we've talked about that before, right, Matt? Like you've said, if little Matt, you know, kind of back then had this much, you know, uh, at his fingertips, it would have been
2: insane. Oh, abso- absolutely. It's just, you know. Now, little now grown mats falling asleep during John Wayne Gacy documentaries. (laughs) My wife won't tell me how it ended. It's a lot. She fall asleep. There's a lot. Do we do the Monday night show? And it's kind of like you try and you know, just like here we do. We're gonna, we're gonna, you're gonna go out of your way to get more news and notes and see things that happen in AEW because we have this platform to talk about it and we need to have our fingers on the pulse and I feel like I need to have my fingers on the pulse of all of wrestling. Uh I also feel like I will outdo Kota Ibushi and I will make my days 27 hours so I can use those extra 3 hours to uh to watch wrestling. But I get like wrestling fucking like over like I sometimes my schedule is so busy that I do like wrestling overkill and I watch like wrestling all day and my brain is just like uh, I don't care if this is the greatest match ever. It needs to end so I can just move on to the fucking next thing and just say that I've seen it. It's It can be a bit much sometimes. But to your point, it's great because there's variety. You know, you can pick and choose uh, what to watch. And I think that's a beautiful thing this day. And it's 2021. Uh, we jo- joke about it all the time. We've done three-hour podcasts on the Monday Night Show where we don't talk about the WWE. And 10 years ago when we started the podcast, that was such a foreign concept. It's a wonderful right. thing. Uh but you know what happens, you spend all your time watching all this wrestling and you're not taking care of yourself. And then it looks like you got Carlito in between your legs. It is bad.
0: bad. That's right, Matt. Hey, hey hey Matt, can I can I address uh can I address the, that person right out there, that one?
2: Yes, please do so. Can I,
0: hey uh hey you. Yeah, you got bush? Well, you definitely do if you haven't tried the best products from our sponsor today manscaped after using these life-changing products, you're going to want to join a ball sack beauty contest and the mark order. Also, you're going to want to join the mark order. I'm looking out for you because I also have an exclusive 20% off discount. Use code dynamite at manscaped.com. I know Kate, it's a shock. Uh, Use code dynamite at manscaped.com. Now I have to tell you, I'm a mark for manscaped. That's a shoot. Uh, I have the lawnmower, I got the reviver, I got the toner, I got the wipes, the underwear is probably one of the best pair of underwear I have. So I am definitely speaking from the heart and I can tell you, Manscaped is dedicated to helping you level up your full body grooming game with the perfect package 3.0 kit. The perfect package 3.0 kit comes with the essential lawnmower 3.0 waterproof, cordless body trimmer, and a ton of other liquid formulations to round out your grooming routine. This is the best trimmer uh, to help you trim up the hedges. This trimmer features a cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to advanced skin-safe technology pioneered by Manscaped. Uh, with When you trim the hedges, I got news for you, Matt. The tree stands taller. hi uh inside the perfect package you'll also find manscapes crop preserver ball deodorant making sure your balls are smelling majestic before your tinder date although it's a little hard to do that in a pandemic uh you'll also find the crop reviver ball toner that's a spray-on testy toner that's designed to make your balls smell irresistible be sure to add their refined cologne to your arsenal that's another good one with a perfect package or a performance package purchase, you get two free gifts. That's not that it's not one, it's two. It's the shed travel bag, which is a $39 value add, and the patented high performance reduced chafing manscaped boxers, some of the best underpants, underwear, boxer briefs I've ever owned. Uh that's right, folks. You're gonna get 20% off of free shipping with code dynamite at manscaped.com. Do yourself a favor and always use the right tools for your bush trimming experience. Kate, hold on. Wait, Matt's got a question. Matt? I don't have a question.
2: I have a manscape experience. So you go talk about the bush and the ball reviver and the underwear. It's great for your man parts. But you know what else they got? They got the foot duster. I worked a long day the other day. I came home. I was going to help my wife make dinner. She said, your fucking feet stink. You fucking stink. You need to go upstairs and take a shower right now. So upstairs, took a shower, used my Manscaped body wash, which I love now. I don't have any other. Since we became partners with Manscaped, I have no other body wash. Use it for your body. You can use it as shampoo, although I won't Ooh. I won't lie. I get a dry scalp, so I do have to use the head and shoulders so I don't get dandruff. Okay. Like a little creepy lice kid. All right. Um, but then when I was done, my wife, she was cooking. She said, I don't need your help. So I do my I do my ritual. I go in my chair. I put my feet up. My foot duster is right on my little table stand in my living room, right next to my chair. I put my feet up. I spritz my feet. I air dry them, sewing bitches. smells gone. It's gone after the shower. And then just to be sure, because, you know, when you take a shower, do you get down in between your little gross feet? No. Maybe you take the loofah. Maybe you rub the bottom of it. Maybe you rub the bottom of it. You get in between your little toes. Are you not good at standing on one leg like me and fear falling in the shower and dying? All by yourself in a fucking bathtub? I do, okay? I can't do the stork. I'll fucking die. It's got
0: dark really quick, but it makes sense. The Foot Duster
2: is awesome. You put it on in the morning before you go to work. It helps prevent your smelly feet. I can't help it. I have smelly feet. But the Foot Duster is a home run. Five stars in the Tokyo Dome. No, five stars in the Bowman Dome. Ooh. Yeah, that's the ranking I gave it. The Bowman Dome, five stars. Every, get the foot duster. You want to buy a foot duster today, Ant Money? You go to manscaped.com, use the code word dynamite, 20% off. You get your foot duster, you like it next week, you want to buy two more, guess what? You can use the dynamite code again. There, It doesn't expire. It never goes bad. You constantly save 20%. You can't go wrong with that. That's right. Kate, you want to remind people what they have to do just so that we hear
0: from you as well?
1: Sure. Well, so that you don't die in your shower, apparently, you're going to want to go to Manscaped. You're going to want to pick up a variety of their amazing products. I know my dick looks way bigger ever since I started using the trimmer. What? Use the code Dynamite to check out for 20% off and free shipping. You won't regret it.
0: That's right, folks. Just like Kate said, trim the bushes so you're tree stands taller get 20 percent off and free shipping with code dynamite at manscaped.com that's 20 percent off with free shipping at manscaped.com use code dynamite it is 2021 and you still got bush that's right you change that with manscaped your balls will thank you
2: i would like to know the next set of reads, if there will be a where's the beef joke or a Budweiser what's up in the read.
0: I'll have to read them ahead of time to let you know. No, no. That I, one like the, f-
2: I like the surprise. <laughs> that one
0: that one had a few weird words in it, like things what? that definitely shouldn't have been there. Uh, but hey, uh, listen, uh, got bush is the new thing with uh, Manscaped
2: and they don't want you to got bush. No, you should get rid of that bush. And I don't know why it just applies to men. Women should not have a bush either. Let me ask you a question. Let me ask you a question. If the Mm -hmm. Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 has skin-safe technology, shall we assume it works on the female? Kate?
1: I mean, I haven't tested that theory, but I would assume so if it has skin-safe technology, which it does.
2: Well, if you want to see Kate use the Lawnmower 3.0, go to our Patreon. patreon Patreon.com. No? No?
1: Fuck you, you. Would. That's you don't have fans. A... I'm making my own. Oh money. sorry.
2: Go to Kate's OnlyFans <laughs> and we'll find out if the skin safe technology works on females. That's right. That's Thanks, how... Kate. You're gonna make some cash. Yeah, a lot of cash. Wearing?
1: Ladiescaped, I'll have my own brand.
2: <laughs> well, if you're using the manscaped product though, you can't call it Ladiescaped, right? Gosh, you just have a well, piece of a piece of fucking tape a... over the handle, it just says Ladyscape on it. <laughs>
0: He just puts black tape over it and then writes in a silver Sharpie lady.
1: Or just like oh just taped on.
0: (laughs) I I was just going to say even better, Womanscaped. (laughs) So Kate, um, even though you love Manscaped, I know there's something you love more. It's rankings.
1: rankings.
0: See, look. New show, new start. You love the rankings. They make perfect sense to you. And we're going to talk about about them. we're just gonna run through them
1: you know we like got our tag teaming with her number one contender made total sense
0: i mean you know f- baby
2: faces are gonna be baby faces you know what i'm saying baby uh th- you know what no that's wrestling right. company is without frenemies so that's true mm, very true
0: on the men's side we know who our champions are kenny omega and darby allen our number one ranked wrestler hangman Adam Page for an O, uh, followed by Moxley, uh, Jungle Boy, uh, Pac, and Cody Rhodes. So Hangman Page is the new number one uh, because he won uh, on Dynamite over Cesar Bononi. Uh, So that's pretty nice. Um, In the women's division, we've got our champion, Sheeta with an amazing record of two. That's right, two. And oh, um, our number one contender is uh, Tay Conti. Uh, and I don't know how she's the number one contender with only a nine and two record, but somehow she's quality
2: of wins, sir. She just beat a former AEW women's world champion last week, clean as Matt, a whistle in the middle of the ring, sir.
0: Matt, that was simple sarcasm, uh, because she has uh what is uh in simple math will tell you 11 matches in 2021 and uh our champion only has uh two singles matches uh so uh don't know how that is
1: oh piss poor booking
0: um i was waiting i thought matt had something to say not you, Kate. keep it quiet yes uh so Tay Conti is one, number two is Red Velvet, three, Ryu Mizunami, number four, Dr. Britt Baker, and number five, the native beast, Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose did drop from three to five uh, after she lost to Tay Conti. And in our tag division, which is going to get more crowded, we'll talk about this tonight uh we've got our champions who are the young bucks Uh, our number one contenders scu at eight 0 they're gonna get their shot uh jurassic express is number two followed by the butcher and the blade uh the dark order uh which is uh (laughs) which is um alex reynolds and john silver sorry my screen is being all weird uh, and then our last uh, spot, number five, FTR, who is 2-0 two in 2021. So, um, yeah, we'll see what happens with the rankings. We do it because it's a habit, folks. That's the only reason why. We need to know the heat chart. Uh, guys, we're finally at the main event for the night. It's a dynamite. Woohoo! Let's see. Matt, we let off pretty
2: hot tonight. I don't know if Matt's paying attention, but I'm always paying attention. Anthony, we let off pretty hot tonight. I was going to throw it to you, but I didn't want to throw it to you when you weren't ready. I'm ready. Uh, I'm always ready. I am like Christian Cage. Always right now. Wait, that's uh, the other guy, right?
1: That's Zack Ryder slash Matt Cardona. We should mention though that and I found out that Matt has freakishly good hearing, like freakishly good hearing. Because I was whispering to Aunt what Matt's Christmas gift was. Spoiler alert. It was the cat butt cookies. He was in the other room. I felt like I was being so quiet. And he heard every syllable of what I said. So even if he's not fully engaged, I'm convinced he can hear me. Even from Somerville.
2: I've worked in a restaurant for 20 years. I've been in the restaurant business for 20 years. I'm used to hearing things over loud crowds or picking out people's voices.
1: It was, it's still bonkers. Don't,
2: don't be fooled by this dumb face. I may not be. All right. I'm always going to be fooled by that dumb face. My pants may be full of shit. My tongue may be tied and words. English does not come great to me, but I have a couple sneaky good, uh, um, you know, (laughs) there we go. Things. I'm sneaky. Good.
0: I got sneaky things. Well, Well, sneaky, good at stuff.
2: Mr. Sneaky Things, we
0: let off tonight with uh, Christian Cage making his in-ring AEW debut versus Frankie Kazarian. Now, they do have a history, right? A prior history from Impact. Uh, So uh, what did you think of this match? I thought it was actually a pretty good match for somebody who hasn't really been in a ring for an extended period of time in seven years. I mean, you know, we all know he made an appearance in the Royal Rumble, but it wasn't like having a one-on-one singles match. Where you gotta shine the whole time.
2: Yeah, no, I liked it. He did have his he did have a weird match against Randy Orton last year too during the pandemic. Uh like an unsanctioned one, but whatever. We're the we're nitpicking nits there. Um I thought smart booking on AEW's part to put him in the ring with somebody he's comfortable with, somebody he's used to working with, somebody who's not going to hurt him. Um and I thought this was a really good match. Kristen Cage looked awesome. Awesome. Um, there was a couple, there was like a weird spot, like, uh, when he was trying to get back in the, in the ring from the outside where I thought they may have botched a little bit, but outside of that, I thought it was a great match and I love the kill switch. Uh, Christian took some pretty, pretty incredible bumps for somebody who hasn't been, uh, wrestling in a while that I thought were a little risque. Uh, but overall, I really, really liked this and, uh, you can give me Christian and Frankie Kazarian every day of the week and I think I'd be happy.
1: Yeah, I agree. I had said on Twitter that I felt like seven years of not taking bumps definitely outweighed seven years of ring rust. Like he looked really good (laughs) and really strong. Um, Definitely seemed like it was like riding a bike for him. It also wasn't a super safe match. It wasn't like he came back with a squash. Like it was a full match. It was against a respectable opponent. They had some really good spots in it. It wasn't like they were just playing around and he took his victory lap because he is back now. Like it was a real effort um agree with matt there were a couple of spots where i was like oh yeah he's taking some bumps there was definitely one at ringside where (laughs) he hit hard um but i was very excited to see christian cage in the ring i thought it was a fantastic return and i love the way they kick off dynamite i think it was was it a championship match last week or it wasn't a championship match but it was a Omega and Phoenix maybe Did I make last
2: week it? was
0: it was omega and Seidel for yes. the eliminator match right. yeah
1: so again like that was a great match too like i love these hot starts we talk about it all the time they never waste time getting into the matches either but like i love when it's like something that immediately catches your attention at the top of the show two thumbs
0: up yeah it it, it was definitely a strong match um for Christian coming back. I will agree that there were a couple of moments where things looked a little awkward, but I you know, listen, I think again anybody kind of getting into the ring in front of cameras and and fans, you know, for the first time in a long time, uh is going to maybe have a little kind of awkward ring rust quote unquote. Um, you know, to to kind of work through, but I thought the match worked well. And I would totally agree that this wasn't necessarily a safe match as far as the opponent, but also like, um, you know, they didn't just stand there and grapple, you know, there were top rope spots uh, and, you know, the kill switch just looks really great. Uh, I'm also a fan of that move. Uh, I had said it in the discord. I would have been okay if this, they decided for some reason to do a time limit, you know, draw, but I, I love the way that this worked out. I think, you know, obviously you have to give Christian Cage the win his first time back. Uh, But we'll see where this goes uh, because he's got to move on to something else now. So right now it looks like he's worth the money. Matt?
2: You know who's worth the money? Francisco Lindor, baby. Yeah. Would you just lock him up? Ten years, 341.
1: Yeah.
0: Good luck with that um we're, we're we're
2: going we don't need luck well this year you might but we'll see give me the next let's talk some more aw now i'm fired up well
0: <laughs> we we did get a couple video packages here we got darby allen and sting walking around the streets like a couple juggalos looking for a fago uh and darby allen says that uh he doesn't give a shit about money big money matt uh so uh i don't know when they're gonna yes matt you big money matt uh i don't know when we're gonna see big money matt versus darby allen it ain't gonna be next week uh because we did get a match ready for next week um which we'll get to later but uh that was pretty much that segment we go to commercial and we come back and everybody please shut the fuck up it was jade cargill uh and uh she basically called red velvet out matt shut the fuck up i'm talking about jade okay uh But, Aunt, I just... Quiet, you. Quiet. Okay. Okay. We'll mute you. We'll mute you.
1: That's
0: good. Jade called out Red Velvet, and she said, like, I'm that bitch, and that was pretty much the end of it. But you cannot talk when Jade is on television. That woman is a goddess. She can do no wrong, and I love her. And that's it. So, uh, Kate... Let's go to you because I threw it to Matt before. Uh, what did you think about Darby and Sting? And what did you think about the Jade package?
1: It's so tempting to shit on the Jade package just for fun because you just said, I love her. <laughs> um, I thought it was good. You know, I kind of like that they let Darby very clearly has a vision for himself and how he wants to execute his promos and the type of wrestler he wants to be. And they just let him do that, which I find really refreshing I liked this i thought it was fun i like when he does these things where he's like wearing other people's faces and messing them up and he's a little twisted and weird this was short and sweet too i felt like it was quick which is good um but i just in general really like that he has the freedom to be he he just so very clearly has an idea of who he wants to be and AEW just lets him run with it which i think is really cool jade is a million bucks man she really is. I, I, as much as I want to, just because you have such a sincere love for her, I, I am so glad that her debut went as well as it did because I felt like if that moment fell flat, none of none of her intimidating uh, cocky behavior works, and her going after Red Velvet doesn't even work. So the fact that that was such a home run, I think, was so important, and it's really like propelling the feud with red velvet forward and also just makes you believe that she is a star and that she is here to put the whole women's division on blast, which is what I love to see. I've been wanting that for a while. So loved it. I think, um, you know, we can't forget red velvet did a really great job in that match too. And is really coming into her own. She's had some good matches on dark and stuff too. So hopefully AW realizes that women do feuds too. <laughs> and, those kinds of things can continue. It makes you more invested. It's good. I, I want to see it because you're telling me there's a reason I should want to see it. That's a good thing. Um, so I thought these were both great.
0: Yeah. I I want to be very clear on Jade Cargill, right? I wasn't sold on her until her match. Like it was like, she looks great. I hope she can actually do it and she could do it. Uh, and she is very strong on the mic when they're just letting her kind of run her mouth and call bitches out. So um i'm just hoping that the second kind of long match we get out of her because we've seen her you know in another match but it was pretty much squash right so um you know i'm just hoping that the next one holds up as well matt
1: god bless you
0: excuse me. i really wish that he just left his mic on so we could all hear him sneeze i'm a professional, um, <laughs> I'm a professional man what did you uh, think
2: of these videos? Darby Alley Darby Alley. Darby Allen is a weirdo. Uh that fucking Matt Hardy mask was creepy as shit. Uh he's a fucking liar that he doesn't believe doesn't care about money. Everybody cares about money, okay? We've seen the videos of your house. You used to sleep in your car, you care. I'm not buying it, okay? I still got a sour taste from last week's match. You're gonna be this lovable underdog. I'm not in. I'm not in on Darby Allen now. Darby's out. Darby's Car- out. He's Dar- not all in. He's all out right now. For Matt, Matt's all out in Darby.
1: His last name is Allen.
2: No, his last name is Allen.
1: Spelled with an A. Spelled I. all in.
2: <laughs> oh, so now everything's gonna be phonetically, uh, pronunciated? He's all out. So, what did you think of Jade Cargill? What do you what? What's the think of Jade Cargill's a god. She's not even a god. She's a god. Well, she's a god. And I can't wait to watch her beat the shit out of people. Uh, Listen, I
0: think if they can put her all together, she's a credible, great heel who can just run over that whole division. Kate, you wanted to add something there?
1: The only thing I remember liking from the Divas era was when Karma came in and just fucking destroyed people. I would be so into a similar build. Maybe not so much because most of the divas were just bad in the ring but like something with that level of dominance I think would be awesome i do it to Sheeta, take the title off of her I don't care like I think it would be awesome to have her just come in and be the star that she's proving she can be and have it be that impactful where it's just like crust you crust you crust you crust you give me the belt I would be very into that
0: Yeah, uh, and for those who only know Karma from her short time in AEW, uh, we're talking about Awesome Kong. I really don't know where she disappeared to because the TV show she was part of uh, got canceled. I'm surprised they haven't tried to bring her back maybe and do something with her and Jade, uh, Jade, but Jade doesn't need anything. So, um, you know, it could be kind of cool to have her and Jade together as some sort of, you know... Faction, she doesn't even need to wrestle, she could just be the person who stands in the back, you know what I mean? But I'm an awesome Kong mark, just like Kate is a mark for so many. Uh, anyway, we move on and we have our highly anticipated exhibition match with Cody Rhodes and QT Marshall. Uh, so, um as we go through this match, Cody Rhodes is doing exactly. Oh, Matt smiling again. Uh, Cody Rhodes is doing exactly what he promised. He's not, you know, cinching in holds. He's not, you know, going a hundred percent. And you know, it's gone back, you know, back and forth a few times at one point, uh, you know, QT um, goes in uh, and uh, Cody reverses a headlock. Um before kind of getting into the crossroads, but he doesn't uh he doesn't go for it. Um so uh QT Marshall starts to get frustrated, he leaves the ring, gets back in, and then what does he do? Cheap shot to arn Anderson, the special guest referee. So we get a no contest here, uh, presumably because they never finished this match. So Q T Marshall walks up onto the stage and he's frustrated, and the rest of the Nightmare family that's ringside for some reason is checking on Arn Anderson. But then what happens? Aaron Solo, Nick Comarado, and Anthony Agogo turn on Cody, Dustin, and Billy Gunn on the beatdown. Uh, Camarado power bombs Lee Johnson over the top ropes onto the stage. Pretty strong move. Uh, Arn's arm gets spiked over the barricade. Uh, Dustin Rhodes uh, gets uh, pile-driven on the stairs that are now put onto the stage. And uh, it basically all breaks down. And they're about to smash Cody's face between a chair and the steps. And who comes in to make the save Red Velvet? Uh, So QT Marshall and apparently this new offshoot faction of the Nightmare Family leave the stage the damage is done and we had a commercial break matthew you looked very excited to talk about this um can we get your comments on this first oh i see you're raising the microphone you're getting in a position it's it looks like you're gonna really go in deep here the floor is yours
2: i loved everything about this um Obviously, we were kind of all... I think I can speak for everyone when I say we didn't give a fuck about the Nightmare family. Right? There were some nice pieces in there. Lee Johnson is a nice piece. Nick Camarado is a nice piece. But how many times can we watch, you know, Dustin and Lee Johnson be a tag team? It doesn't make any sense in such a flooded tag team division. This is fantastic. I love everything about this. It seems like... Uh, Ring of Honor and AEW are taking a page of the New Japan book, factions, 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 factions. Um, and this is super exciting. We haven't seen Anthony gogo in the ring at all. He's only been on Dark doing commentary, and he's throwing body shots to Cody Rhodes because he's a boxer. Fantastic. Yep. Uh, Nick Camarado looks like a million bucks. I'm all in on him. Uh, I don't really, I, I give or take Aaron Solo, but whatever. He's there. I'm okay with it. Uh, I don't like QT Marshall, so I already hate this hate this faction. But they're a heel faction, so you're supposed to hate them. I love it. If this makes fucking Cody and Dustin and Lee Johnson and I don't know Arne Anderson find another Who else is in the Nightmare Family? I don't even know Billy Gunn. Oh, right, the Gun Club. All of them. There we go. All ten Gun Kids. You put them all. I don't care if this gives them something to do. I'm all for it. I love this. It was very much like when Nexus attacked Raw. Obviously not to the extent if we're going to go back a couple years. But this was because you didn't, you know, my prediction was QT gets upset, he takes it for real, and then he turns on Cody. When he accidentally hits Arn and he seems frustrated and he goes up the ramp and everybody gets in the ring, you're like, oh, Schmoz, QT's the bad guy. And then everybody just starts turning. I loved it. I fucking love this. I'm all in on this. Kate, what did you think of this?
1: I agree. Part of my frustration with the Nightmare family was just like... Everyone was in it. And then suddenly everybody would be out of it. Like It just had so many members coming and going. And so this created some really nice delineation here. I think it was beyond necessary. I don't know if I need them to be like their own heel faction the people that broke off i think they could just leave the nightmare family as individuals and i would be happy but i'm not opposed to it i just think that um i don't know if anybody that broke away is like established enough to make me care about a whole faction around them but maybe they'll all figure out their identities in this group that could work too but i thought this was extremely well done i kind of am like Buying into QT Marshall more than I have, I gotta say. I really liked him the past couple weeks. I thought his promo last week was great. Um, It's apparently true if you saw any of Tony Khan's tweets that QT Marshall is just literally up to like 6 in the morning putting matches together all the time. Um, But I thought this was extremely, extremely well done. I thought it was very necessary and I didn't know I needed it, which is always a very fun thing when that happens in wrestling. Very cool. Um, so I'm looking forward to seeing where
0: this goes. So, Kate, you were, I guess we're right with the Nightmare family has a lot of members coming and going. But um, somebody, Matt got it.
1: Uh, I got it.
0: <laughs> I believe it was, uh, it was our boy Ryan Schlong in the Discord who was like, this is very sort of reminiscent, I guess, to him. And I kind of agree to the NWO splitting off into the red and black, where you have the white and black, the OGs versus the red and black. Now, a little different because this is a face faction now, and there's a section splitting heel. I guess when it was the NWO, they were a heel faction splitting in two. There really was no face because they kind of worked themselves into a corner. Um, Do you guys have any issue with this sort of being... Anything like that where it's like, okay, we've got this faction kind of splitting in two and now they're heels on themselves. Um, I kind of see it. I, I kind of like am given take. You know, I don't care whether we, you know, keep or or let go of the nightmare family altogether. Uh so I'm
2: I don't really care. But Here, Matt, what do you think? Here's here's a weird take on this. Uh the NWO were never heels, they were supposed to be heels but it was a weird time of professional wrestling, and they were always cool. The NWO t-shirt was super hot seller. So when they broke up, like, I don't think... And also, that's, like, a really... Kevin uh, would be more in tune to talk about this because he loves, like, this era of WCW, and I'm pretty sure I had, like, both feet and, like, half my body out the door at this point when they started breaking and was, like... You know, Nash and Bret Hart's in the, fu- and Sting's in the NWO now. Like, what the fuck are we doing here? If this is just cut and dry, like the, um, the Nightmare family's fractured and they're split, and, and QT's got his guys great. If they, like, bring him back or, you know, Cody convinces people to come back and be part of his Nightmare family, uh, then I'll be kind of annoyed with it. But if it's just a straight, clean break, I'm good with it. Um, I get the comparison with the NWO, but again, like, nobody really hated the NWO. Like, they were always fucked because they were the cool guys. They didn't care. Kevin Nash, he gets too sweet. He did, he said like, you know, dirt sheet things in the ring, and it was like very like taboo at the time. So I get the comparison, but you know, the NWO after Starrcade 1997 was essentially a, a huge pile of dog shit. <laughs> I I don't disagree with you. I mean, I am a fan. I'm wearing my Outsider shorts right now. Again, up I I would even if you want to push the envelope to like the middle of '98, the NWO was passable when like fucking Virgil is in the group. Like it got it was no. bad. I'm sorry, Horace no, Hogan.
0: It, it was it was bad. They listen. The worst thing about I think any faction, especially them, was when you just start letting everybody in. Right, well, like, look,
2: it's got to be exclusive. And I don't. And I don't want someone to be like, "Oh, well, the Bullet Club." Yes, the Bullet Club got just as bad because they let fucking Jeff Jarrett in, uh, in New Japan, and that's nothing against Jeff Jarrett. But it was like, at at its highest in New Japan, they were just kind of like letting anyone in, which is why they had to tear it down and rebuild it.
0: Yep, you're right. Uh, Kate, and,
1: and- oh, I was just gonna say Bullet Club's like such an anomaly to me. I think like it's so interesting that faction and just how it's existed in wrestling and how it's withstood the test of time and all the shapes it's taken on like they've let it evolve but stay its own thing like it's just such a special its own thing in wrestling um yeah i don't think we need like a, a nightmare family sold out by any means i don't think we need them all facing each other as heels um but yeah i like this if it's if it's a clean just execute it cleanly the only thing that i don't like is i just don't fucking care about the guns i don't care about any of them um so if they're going to be like a central piece of the face side of this that i just i couldn't care less but i think if you have cody leading the charge you're probably in good hands because he's definitely one of the best storytellers in wrestling
0: well let's hope we get something before paternity leave kicks in because that's coming up um So we go to break with that, and then when we come back, we get some promos from Scorpio Sky and the all-ego Ethan Page, and they're both talking about being tired of not getting opportunities to deserve. But then they come together, and they're sitting side by side, and they basically reveal that they're teaming up on Dark next week. So uh, I want to stop there, even though we get another segment after this, because I believe last week in the Discord... or or the week before, I don't remember when we had Darby versus Scorpio for the title, when he made the turn. I think at that point, two weeks ago, thank you, Matt. At that point, I was just saying, you know, I'd love to see Ethan page work against, you know, work a program with a Scorpio sky. I could see them having great matches against each other, but now the prospect of them working together as a tag team. I'm all about, What do you guys think? And do you think that this is a mistake only for the fact that we have a very crowded, very talented tag team division already, but putting these guys together almost seems like a no brainer. So, uh, Kate, you want to take this one first? Cause I think I threw it to Matt first last time.
1: Sure. Um, I had a couple of things with this one. Even page has not been withheld on the opportunities in AEW. He just got there. So like the, I have had my share of opportunities thing doesn't apply to him. I don't, I don't think we needed to like stretch it into that. Um, I have a couple of things with them teaming. My biggest issue is that uh, I think they would work awesome together. So I don't know if I care about the other things, but (laughs) the first thing that pops into my mind is like, you were a part of SCU and then you, broke away from them to go on a singles run and now you're tagging with someone, even though you didn't really have a singles run, like that feels a little bit muddy to me. Uh, And I don't know if, like you said, it's just, it's very, very crowded there. And they have a lot of incredibly skilled tag teams that are already not getting opportunities. Um, So I don't know if I love it for that reason, but we also, they could just be tagging up for dark for a little bit and we'll see what happens. You know, that might not be like, a permanent fixture of the two of them i think they it's a no-brainer as far as how well they will work together but just some storyline stuff and definitely worried about them getting lost in the shuffle like i feel like there's already enough tag teams getting kind of like stunted but if we're headed towards trio belts that could be a thing
0: yeah who knows what the trios belts i mean we get a lot of trios matches um Matt, what what do you think about this? This good idea, bad idea, excited?
2: I like it. I think it's a good idea. Um, Kate mentioned an overcrowded tag team division. Don't forget, we are we've lost Silver for six weeks, so there will be no Silver and Reynolds. Uh, Bowen's is out, uh, and I think, off the top of my head, if uh, Scorpio Sky and Ethan Page are the ones to beat SCU and make them break up, that would be really good storytelling and then maybe Daniels goes away and then maybe they get Kazarian and then that can go back to Kate's trios thing because they're really sure. pushing the trios thing Um we had a couple trios matches last week we had one this week we're getting one next week and they're not saying six man tag they're saying trios matches in every single um advertisement uh, and graphic on TV so it could be interesting I love them as a tag team they're both tag team wrestlers. There's really nothing. Who knows what the plans are, but it looks like Kenny is, is booked up. Uh, who knows what's going on with Darby? I thought we were going to get like a lot of spoons in the porch there. There's Darby and sting. There's Lance Archer floating around. There's this Matt Hardy thing. Uh, who knows what's, what's going on there? Uh, I don't think bear country is necessarily ready to be, Highlight it like that. Putting them with Jurassic Express is a great move. Uh, Butcher and the Blade are in with Private Party. They're doing whatever with Matt Hardy. So these two guys as a tag team doesn't hurt, and they are star power. Um even if it's just to get people to watch uh, Elevation. But I like the idea that I just came up with, that they're the ones that beat SCU, and they cause them to break up. and Then, you know, Daniels retires, and Kazarian's got that, that mean streak, and he uh, he joins them. And then to Kate's idea, it's a trio's run there. So that could be fun.
1: I like well,
0: that. Well, I'm definitely excited to see them work together. I think eventually they're going to be at each other's throats and we'll get them working against each other, which will also be good. So uh, we'll see where it goes. Listen, all I know is that I think we need to see more Ethan page uh, on AEW. So I'll take it any way we can get it. Um, after this, we get a red velvet interview, backstage page with Adasha, Dasha and uh, she's talking about how she's got Cody's back. Cause that's her guy. And then, Guys, shut up really quick. Jade Cargill comes in and attacks and beats her down. And she's like, I got you, bitch. And that's it. So clearly, all right, you guys can talk again. Clearly, um, we're not done with Jade and Red Velvet like we maybe thought we were. That was a quick kind of hitter. They're going to kind of heat this back up. Um, Who knows? Maybe uh, Jade Cargill kind of joins this uh, QT Marshall offshoot uh and we get some sort of you know kind of you know interfaction uh kind of rumble here mixed tag thing uh but listen guys again jade looks strong coming in uh and attacking uh any anything we want to talk about with this do we like red velvet do we see star power in her uh she did just officially by the way i think it was in the last week was officially signed to all elite wrestling. So she's now all elite, which was a surprise. I thought she had been signed. Uh But, you know, it seems like another kind of no brainer, somebody who's been there working for them. Who's got ability who can help this women's division. Uh What do we think about this?
2: Um I think they put red velvet in a lot of situations where she's thrived. Uh, and I think she's earned that contract. So I'm okay with that. And Jade is awesome. So, Uh, There's no need, if Jade is still green, there's no need, you can tell this story through segments like this, and maybe in two weeks, Jade could be doing an interview and Red Velvet can attack her. There's no rush to get her in the ring if she's not ready to perform. If she needs extra time training, then do that. I'd rather her get in there when she's ready and comfortable to work with Red Velvet. So I'm good with this story playing out. I don't need it, you know. I don't need it right now. Let's. I want to see this, you know, build, and I want to see a good blow off to this. So I'm aces all around on this one.
1: Yeah, one thing I think AW is really good at is pairing people's strengths and weaknesses. Like you think of. Wardlow being MJF's security guard and he's like this monster who doesn't talk and MJF is obviously running his jaw all the time and still very good in the ring but not like the biggest guy in the world. I think Red Velvet is really solid in the ring and can make Jade look really good and sell like crazy for her and Jade has a ton of charisma that I think maybe Red Velvet is still growing into. That's something AEW does really well and I think this is another case of that where if there's something we saw I mean... Brit and Thunder Rosa are actually probably, like, stronger in themselves, but, um, like, Thunder Rosa being so good in the ring and Brit being such a character, like, I like when we see, like, all of the scratches get itched no matter how it's combined. So I think this is another really good example of that. And so, yeah, I'm all for this.
0: You know, and it's also interesting to note, too, I think this was really, like, the midway Point of the night, or we're slowly getting to the midway point in the night. This was another segment where they've kind of like put newer talent on the pedestal, right? Because when we look at what they've done so far, so I mean, you know, the opening match, Christian Cage, he's not young, but he's new to them, right? So they really put him up on the pedestal. You know, we get a couple, you know, we get a Darby Allen thing, he's a younger talent that. They put a belt on, so they're going to highlight him, right? We get a Jade uh, promo, and now, you know, all the way up here, she makes the attack. Younger talent on Red Velvet making the save, you know, uh, and also getting the beat down. Younger, newer talent. And even the whole QT Marshall thing, it all involved younger, newer talent. So it seems like they're now kind of pushing ahead with really highlighting some of these younger athletes and newer talent which i think is amazing right because we've been talking about this since the company started was you have to have all these guys kind of in the hopper ready to go at some point because you're not going to be able to rely on you know all of the older guys or the guys that you had to bring in from the outside so i'm excited about this i'm with matt slow burn on this one is better for me but it's just super interesting to see. I kind of took that away from the night was they really were highlighting newer faces and younger, you know, talent for them. Uh, Yes. Kate in the ska pants.
1: (laughs) Um, Yeah, I agree with you. And the other thing is like you have the young bucks with the belts and you have Kenny with the belts too. So I feel like it's really well balanced where new talent is getting spotlighted and then you can have new talent get put over in feuds with the belts but you have established veterans holding two two belts and then you have a younger Darby holding one so it feels like they're pulling all of this new talent forward and they're doing so but it's all anchored with people that are seasoned veterans QT Marshall for example um and then everybody who's who's holding belts outside of Darby so I think that's just a really good recipe for success is like you have the established people that can guide drag those green guys along a little bit
0: <laughs> yeah for sure absolutely so speaking about newer talent we get uh, our next match is going to be caesar Bononi and john moxley um but before this match mox cuts a promo and he talks about all the things that have pissed him off and you know kind of his professional wrestling uh, career as of late but he certainly does put over caesar Bononi. Uh, saying that he's a guy that the, he he can make money with but if he doesn't kill him tonight uh, but he's gonna you know drop somebody basically on their head uh so um we do get bononi versus john moxley and also we get ryan the Hollywood hunk ryan Nemeth ringside as well as um uh, oh my god jD uh, lost his name drink. uh jD drink Drake. I wanted to say strong. I don't know why. J.D. Drake, our
2: ringside.
0: (laughs) Uh, He definitely is. Um, So it's a pretty decent match. Benoni holds his own, but eventually, uh, even with some uh, interference from J.D. Drake uh, and uh, Ryan Nemeth trying to come in and kind of get Mox off guard, uh, Mox does get Benoni uh, in a sleeper, and the referee calls the matches. Um, also something I sort of love about, uh, AEW is a lot of these submission wins are guys passing out, not necessarily tapping, which I think is kind of cool. It gives it a real fight feel like the guys are actually blacking out, uh, and getting put out. Um, so listen to me, it was another standard kind of Moxley fight. You know, he's got a lot of, things he's upset about with, you know, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers hurting, you know, Eddie Kingston and all this other stuff. And he's going to take it out on uh, Bononi and he certainly does that. I didn't have a problem with it. I thought Bononi looked pretty good. Uh, Kate, did you have anything uh, you wanted to call out about this match?
1: Uh, Just that I completely separate from the match, but related to Bononi if you haven't read about what uh, AW Legal did to pull strings for his wife's uh, heart condition, do so. It's a, just a really feel-good story, and it seems like AW Legal really goes to to bat for people between everything they did for Brody and Amanda Huber, um, and then here again with Benoni and his wife, who's been battling and battling, um, and the situation that they encountered. Uh, go. It's worth seeking that story out, because it, it is it will just make you feel good. But as far as this match goes, I love a good Mox promo where he's like, "Eh, you're great, but I'm going to kill you. Um, And this, this match was fine. It did what it was supposed to.
0: Matt, what did you think about Bononi and Moxley?
2: It was fine. Uh, To Kate's point, it served its purpose. Uh, Moxley cuts a great promo, but it just kind of, I don't know. It was, it was kind of in the same uh avenue as uh hangman versus benoni last week it's just a squash match uh they had to fill time there's a bigger story that we'll obviously get into as the night progresses so it is what it is sure is
0: uh we do get a team taz interview backstage where taz reiterates that everything is fine and then ricky stark says that he had a great time on dark He wants to hear what Brian cage thinks, but cage starts to criticize Ricky Starks. And then Taz has to play peacemaker and get everybody kind of sitting down and relaxing and says, everything's good. Even hook was there in his fanny pack saying, everything's good. So, um, I don't know, Kate, uh, I like where this is going and I'm not a big Brian cage, Mark, Think you're a little bit more of a cage mark than i am um i am very excited to see us eventually get to cage and starks that's where this has to be going right
1: uh yeah it's a shame you're not in jacksonville because i would love to talk to uh taz directly but um yeah i like this kind of like <laughs> everything's fine taz has this like you know the gif of the dog who's sipping coffee while everything's in flames around him? Yes. That's Taz right now, and I love it. Um, yeah, and I to your point, I'm not the biggest cage gal. He's had some much better matches of recent that have made me excited about the idea of what he can do, and I think Starks is going to bump like crazy for him and that that will be great someday. And I'm also ready for Starks to break out. I think he's been... Um, acknowledged but maybe a little underrated in this new crop and I cannot wait for that venom and for for Starks to be the stroke daddy that he is let's rock and roll
0: stroke daddy that he is uh yeah no i listen i think at some point ricky starks has to take that tnt title and just hold it like a true heel um You know, dodging fights or, uh, just, you know, thinking he's the shit because he's holding that belt and it'll be awesome. So, uh, I'm with you, Kate, let's see him do what he does. Uh, Matt, any thoughts on the Taz
2: promo? I know you're a Taz mark. Um, what did you think? Uh, I don't know if I'm a Taz mark. I was more of a Sabu guy. So Taz is kind of, you know, not, not in my wheelhouse. We are friends. Sometimes he, he drops by the show. Um, you're never here. Who? You're never here when he comes by. You're always just like in the bathroom or yeah, something. Yeah, so weird. It's so weird. Or I'm getting another drink. Um mm. I think you guys said it best the dissension is the dissension, excuse me, is there. Eventually I think we're gonna get Brian Cage and Ricky Starks, and I think that's gonna be awesome. Uh so I'm good. I'm happy with this. I like how they constantly go back to them. Uh, and Ricky's upset because, or no, excuse me. Brian is upset because they didn't beat the other team faster than they should have on dark or elevation, whatever show they were on. So I'm in on this. I like a little dissension, uh, and, uh, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what they see, what they do with hook hook brother. Yeah. He's got to
0: get, he's got to get that fanny pack hung up and he's got to start to, to hook some people in, um, Guys, after this was maybe one of my favorite segments of the night. Uh MJF is now backstage with the Pinnacle and he has a gift for them. And he lets them know it's a new personal stylist because guys, we all know heels wear expensive custom suits. Yeah, so this but- is the way to go. This is the way to go. But that's not all. He let them know that they have an interior decorator and they're finally gonna rid of the gonna get rid of the stink that's coming from the bathroom. And when he opens the door, the inner circle is inside. But MJF tries to run, and he can't get anywhere because outside the the dressing room door is Jake Hager, and they start to brawl. Sammy Guevara starts going at it with uh, Sean Spears. Um, uh, he, uh, he slams, I think, his head uh, through a door or against uh, a door uh, to kind of put Sean Spears out. Wardlow and Hager are brawling. Uh, Jake gets, uh, I think, like a rock bottom uh, through a massage table. Ortiz and Santana going at it with FTR. Uh, cash goes into an ice bath and dax is now bleeding from the head and santana is spiking him with a broken chair uh which just made santana and ortiz look like goddamn axe murderers because they were covered in blood um and then we have chris jericho uh fighting with mjf in the bathroom mjf gets a swirly uh and then uh Jericho promises him the worst is yet to come and smashes him face first through the glass door of a Pepsi fridge. Uh, so the inner circle basically drag MJF out of the dressing room. They say this is our locker room and they reclaim their space. Two things I took out of this, guys. Um, one um AEW just seems to do controlled chaos really well. Like that brawl looked so good. And then the way they split everybody off and we were able to track everything was perfect. I loved it. Uh, it reminded me sort of of when they had the the brawl in the press box or the, uh, the VIP box uh, with uh, the Inner Circle and the Nightmare family. So I liked it. The second thing, uh, I don't know if there's any amount of money you could pay me to take a swirly, even if you told me, this was cleaned like with Clorox and everything else. And it's actually bleach inside uh, the bowl. Um, I don't think you'd get me to do it. You'd probably have to install a brand new toilet that nobody's ever used before. So credit to MJF for taking a swirly and a face through the refrigerator. Cause we know that could also cut you up, even though it's, you know, uh, working glass. Uh, but uh Matt, what did you think about this? Um I really
2: liked it. This was awesome. This was awesome. This is going to be, and I think someone said it in the discord this is gonna be your blood and guts. the pinnacle against the inner circle uh Dax got busted open hard, hard way, and he put he had to put pictures on social media he had to get stitches he said uh he quoted the um The Untouchables, if you put one of ours in the morgue, we put one of yours in the grave, or something along those lines. Or you put one of ours in the hospital, we put one of yours in the grave. Um, So, like, you roll with the punches. I fucking love it. I'm a little suspect on uh, how they got in the bathroom and the fact that they were in there and nobody had to use the bathroom. But whatever. That's just me being a weirdo. Uh, Sammy Sean Spears, uh, I love the, the... Whatever that move is that Sammy does, that weird go to sleep where he kind of has you up in the torture rack and he flips you over. I like how Spears rolled through the door. Uh, I thought that was pretty funny. Uh, And MJF and Jericho is just going to be an absolute bloodbath whenever they get their hands on each other. So I'm all in on this. Uh, I just don't want it to go the same route as, as it did to get here. You know, are we going to get... I know next week the Inner Circle is going to speak. Um, Are we going to get the week after that uh, the Pinnacle is going to speak? Like, I know we have to build toward probably uh, double or nothing. But I don't think they need to be on TV every week. And I don't need goofy segments every week. You know, let it breathe a little. If the Inner Circle is going to talk next week, don't show me the Pinnacle. And, you know, just let it breathe. It doesn't have to be every week. Uh, I know that was by the time we got to the inevitable breakup those extra weeks that they added because they moved the pay-per-view I think really hurt the storytelling and people were kind of like do we need another fucking inner circle town hall do we need another meeting so if they don't go that route I'll be good on on paper what I saw tonight awesome awesome stuff
1: yeah I agree I think who doesn't want to see you, like, the high school bully take a swirly? Come on. How cathartic is that for fucking theater nerds like me, right? I love, love, love that. It's so just, like, it's such a, like, a playground thing, it feels like. I loved it. Um, I couldn't agree more. You guys put it pretty well. Like, I think that the feuds that are breaking away from this are going to be awesome. To me, the biggest thing to come out of this was Santana and Ortiz looked fucking vicious and this is what i want from them i loved the street fight i love this type of santana and ortiz and obviously um ftr are perfect opponents for them so that is probably the money feud i'm most excited about i think everything else surrounding this is going to be great but let that let that burn all night i'll take it and i think i don't think we're gonna get a bunch of goofy in our circle segments anymore because i don't think they're goofy they were goofy heels and now i think they're gonna be like badass faces i think now we're at a point where it's much more serious um i don't think it's it's not funny anymore like shit got real so i think that you're absolutely right these things need to breathe but i also don't think it's gonna be like you know it's not gonna be orange juice mimosa mayhem jericho anymore i don't think like i think it's gonna get very very serious for them and I look forward to that. I like my face is having an edge, so let's do it.
0: <laughs> well, I'm excited to see what happens next week when the inner circle speaks. I'm with Matt though. I don't want to see like the pinnacle at the same time or do some sort of stupid retaliation. Let's see what the inner circle has to say and maybe they throw down a challenge and uh, we'll see where it goes. Uh, after this, we get a young buck interview backstage. Um they are talking about not wanting to air their dirty laundry uh, every single week. And then Don Callis rolls in to try, um, you know, and talk to them. Uh, Nick Jackson kind of pushes past him, but uh, Don asks Matt to hear him out. He says that, you know, they broke Kenny's heart uh, last week and asked him what's wrong with him. But Matt doesn't say anything. He's just kind of fuming. And then Don Callis gets frustrated and slaps him across the face. Uh, and then he Don Callis gets grabbed by the lapels, but then uh, Matt Jackson kind of lets him go. And Don says, uh, is there anything left? You know, you're kind of dead inside. And then calls him pathetic, and he leaves. We go to break. So I didn't have a problem with this. I know that, um, believe it or not, shining wizards kevin was in the discord during this segment he said he actually liked it up into the point of the slap but i didn't think the slap really did anything to ruin this for me i get why it was done because he's trying to get some sort of emotion after calling him dead inside you know and he calls him dead inside so i thought it all worked and i thought as other people in the discord were saying i thought that this might be the best don callus we've seen kind of in recent time coming to AEW, although I thought he's been pretty good as of of late.
2: So another good one by Don Callis. Matt, what did you think about this segment? I like this segment. It was short. It was sweet. It was the best Don Callis we've seen. And, you know, I think the slap is him trying to get Matt Jackson to actually attack him versus the last time when he faked the attack. Uh, and he gave himself a black eye and he told Kenny and Kenny was upset. And now I think this time he was looking to push the envelope because I think regardless of, of what we're seeing, I think Don Callis is trying to drive a wedge in between the bucks and Kenny Omega. Um, and if he could have gotten Matt Jackson to attack him, the cameras were there, obviously, you know, the story would have played out, but, uh, I loved it. I think it's great. I love this story. I love what we get after this. Uh, it all ties together, so I was all in. This is a great Don Callis promo. This is much better than him being goofy, the invisible hand, whatever other fucking dumb nicknames he wants to call himself. This was a great Don Callis promo. Thumbs up for me. Yeah, Kate, I really like.
1: I liked this a lot too. I've I've liked Don Callis this whole time. I know he's not for everyone, but I've really enjoyed it what I liked about this was it just felt very authentic. This whole thing does. There's definitely points like I think in everybody's life where they, you know, like not themselves and they have people good or bad trying to get you to do something (laughs) about it. So I just like that. It, It feels much more sincere. And what's nice about it to me is it's like, yeah, I'm trying to make you come alive like look at me justify it but you know if Matt Jackson laid hands on him he would have gone crying back to Kenny right so it's like there's still heel behavior but there's almost like this empathetic appeal coming from Don Callis which I really really liked and to Matt's point it was short it was quick it happened it was done sometimes it's best. that's why I love Eddie Kingston so damn much usually he's just like I said it boom (laughs) and I'm gone like sometimes the shortest segments are the most effective
0: well, it was a good one. We'll see where this goes because right now we have the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega versus the Laredo Kid and the Lucha Brothers. So a couple things I took away from this is, man, um, Kenny, I mean, the, all these guys can work, right? Uh, all of the Lucha Brothers and Laredo Kid are really great. Kenny makes everything look violent that he's you know, giving and receiving. Like, He just really sells so well. Um, The other thing I learned in this match, and it's no surprise, Rick Knox should have his license revoked. He can't control a goddamn thing in the ring. It's just, it might as well be ECW because there is no uh, order in that ring. Either way, uh, it does make for a fun match uh, because there was a lot of action going back and forth. Uh, Kenny hit some vicious V-triggers. Um, and then uh, eventually we do get the win. Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers by pinfall on the one winged angel. Nobody's kicking out, especially not the Laredo Kid. Um, and then after the match, Moxley walks out to ringside, and f- shortly after, <gasps> the Young Bucks are by Moxley's side. They rush the ring, but the Kenny and the Good Brothers run off, and now we go to break. So, guys. What's going on here with the Young Bucks? Uh, also, what did you think of the match, Kate? Uh,
1: yeah, there's lead way, and then there's just not doing your job. And Rick Knox just doesn't do his job. It's like it, referees are so underrated and what a critical role they play to not be noticed and to make like the pace of their count. Matter like so many of these things matter, and it just snaps you out when somebody is doing such a piss poor job. It drives me crazy with Rick Knox. Um, I thought this match was great. I mean, what what can you say about any of the guys in it? Like (laughs) Kenny Omega, you're right, violent selling, violent delivering. Um, you know, Lucha Bros. Like, what, how many times are we going to talk about how ridiculous Phoenix is? Um, And I love this alignment, especially is Eddie Kingston shoot injured. Do we know?
0: I don't know. They did put him out last week, obviously when they, um, you know, busted his ankle up with the chair. Um, so I would, I don't, I honestly don't know. Maybe he just needed some time off or they're giving him time off television, which is kind of disappointing because I liked what him and, um, him and mox had going maybe he did have a legitimate kind of thing with his ankle that he needed to take care of so i I don't know we'd have to look it up
1: okay because i was just gonna say if that was unexpected what a smart quick pivot to have the young bucks and mox align in place of whatever he was going to do with eddie i think it's such a a smart and natural way to have a couple of stories tied together here i really really like it um what a fun, what a fun mix of styles, just in everything that we named, like all of them kind of do something different, which is really cool. So I'm in like Flynn on that. I think that's really cool if they're going to have trios at each other or whatever, or if something's going to happen with Impact or whatever that's going to look like. I, I like those alliances. I, I think it's clean and they make sense. And it's a cool way to continue storytelling with Mox and Kenny without having it having it be like all about the ring, not exploding. We're not, like it just so easily slides together. I'm in. Uh, now,
0: what did you think?
2: I really like the match. Uh, did not disappoint. I think Laredo kid shined in this match. Uh, he looked really, really good. Uh, they kind of planned the seeds last week with the, the Moxley young bucks thing. Like him and Eddie weren't sure what the bucks role was. Uh, and then obviously after the segment with Don Callis, we'll see. But there's, as I like to say, a lot of spoons in the porridge on this one. This could go a lot of ways. This could be, you know, Eddie, this was clearly not live. This was taped last week. Um, So this could be, you know, Eddie's not there this week. And then next week, Eddie gets in John's head. You can't trust them. Or if Moxley eats the pen or their shenanigans next week during the six-way, then we can get Eddie and Moxley against the Bucks. Like, there's a lot of things Uh, a lot of avenues they could go here. So I'm good with it. I liked everything about the match. The post-match was good. Uh, It sets up a couple different things. Again, more trios matches. So who knows, you know, eventually I think they're going to unveil trios championships, but we'll have to wait and see uh, when that happens.
0: Well, it's working. I like where this is going. Let's see what happens. We come back from a commercial break and rebel is uh, interviewing Britt Baker backstage. uh Britt hypes up AEW Dark Elevation and that she's going to be on it. But also, guys, it looks like she's going to continue her feud with Thunder Rosa. I think they're giving it a little break here, but something I actually never thought about that Britt Baker brought up, and I said, actually, pretty smart. She never technically beat B- Britt Baker because it was an unsanctioned match. So it doesn't count on the records. We all hope that that was kind of the end because there was nowhere else we think they could go from there, right? Now it looks like at some point we're going to see them back together. What did you guys... That's the part I'm kind of focusing on here, but talk about whatever else in this promo you'd like. You know, I guess, Kate, let's throw it to you again. Super critical of the women's division. We all have been, but I want to get your take on this first. What do you think about that in particular, and like I said, anything else with this promo, but the really the fact that she brought up thunder rosa again and we're clearly not done
1: i had two thoughts about that one um well first of all i was like no let that be the blow-off but i'm not mad about it if it's for the belt because that's a whole other situation so if one of them wins the belt um that could be really cool and sometimes they throw these red herrings like uh they'll keep somebody talking about someone but they'll go focus on someone else but just to keep that story alive it might just be trying to get eyes on AEW elevation um i don't know if it's necessarily like a continuation continuation on the feud but they were all over the place after that match like as far as in the press and stuff so they might just be thinking this is a great way to get eyes on elevation and maybe there's some jabs here but i don't think it's like continuing the feud necessarily unless uh, one of the two of them takes the the belt off of Sheeta before the next pay-per-view. That's what I'm hoping.
0: Do we think too, and I'll throw this kind of to Matt for your thought. I want your thought on that. But do you think that this maybe is something that leads to Brit going over to NWA for power and we have a cross promotional there where maybe Thunder Rosa says, well, we did it on your stage. Now let's do it on my stage.
2: I don't think so, because Thunder Rosa is already involved in another storyline on NWA Power uh, with Melina and Camille. Um, I think her mentioning Britt, pronouns pal, Britt mentioning uh, Thunder Rosa is... I don't think this means the feuds going forward. This is the hottest angle or was the hottest angle in AEW. It was the best match we've seen in a long time. It was the pinnacle of the AEW's women division. It'd be silly for her not to mention the fact that she was in a match with Thunder Rosa. It's like, you know, you're going from a feud with Steve Austin, Stone Cold Steve Austin during the Attitude Era to whatever. You're not going to mention that, you know, he didn't, It was unsanctioned, so Steve Austin didn't beat me. Anytime you can mention Thunder Rosa in a promo, I think you're only going to heighten people's uh, interest and their imagination. Uh, I I just don't know what's next for Britt. Where do you go from here? Uh, And we'll get into it, I guess. As the show progresses, we had a bunch of returns, and we'll see how that factors into things. But I don't want them to go back to Britt and Thunder Rosa so quickly if we wait. Another month or two. I mean, this blow off was what two two weeks ago. You got to give us more time. You got to let it breathe. Um, uh, you know, it'll be interesting to see where Britt goes. Big Swole's back. Um, we can revisit that again. It looks like they're putting a lot of eggs in their basket with with Teconti, So we'll see there. Um, shit, I thought I saw. Oh, Layla Hirsch beat Viperas, so maybe that's the thing. Uh, you know, they sign Layla, so who knows, maybe this is something for Red Velvet to do why Jade, uh, you know, gets all the ring rust out and she figures out what she can do. So there's a lot of things, directions they can go. I just would be disappointed if they went right back to Thunder Rosa so soon.
1: That might have also yes, been her, her like, uh, how MJF has never lost a match, even when he's lost, right? Like her saying that uh, it was unsanctioned might have been more about the fact that she didn't lose than to do with Thunder Rosa. Like how the paradigm shift was used on MJF so he didn't technically lose. Like it might've been more of a nod to like, but I didn't really lose just like typical heel silliness. So.
0: Well, it'll definitely be interesting to see where it goes. Uh, Maybe it's done, maybe it's not. We'll see. Uh, But they're definitely tied together forever from that match they had two weeks ago so good for them um we also uh are getting ready to go into uh our women's tag match uh the bunny and nyla rose versus hikaru shida and take uh matt hardy gets a little insert promo where he basically says take is going to pay for the dark orders uh you know sins or the issues that they've had with him um and then when we get into this match, uh, it basically starts out as a brawl and then everything kind of starts to come together. Um, you know, Sheeta gets her, her stuff in, everybody kind of gets their stuff, but, uh, we eventually, I think to some people's surprise, um, Bunny, even though there's a little bit of high uh, hijinks where Bunny uses a kendo stick, um, referee uh Aubrey Edwards uh who is a consummate professional compared to Rick Knox is distracted by Vicky Guerrero uh uh Bunny hits Tay Conti with the kendo stick and gets the win by pinfall uh uh, and Tay Conti after looking so strong last week takes the pin in this tag match uh so uh, I guess, Kate, let me throw this to you again, again, because there's been so much happening with the women's division and, you know, it's just a passion. Uh, it's a passion for you, this division in AEW. I'd like your take on this match first. I didn't have a problem except for the fact that Take Conti took the pin. Uh, what was, you know, what was your kind of thoughts on this match and the way it played out?
1: Okay, so I should have mentioned this when we were talking about dark and elevation. I can't, I think it was on elevation. Tay Conti pump kicked the ever-living shit as someone- <laughs> I don't know if you saw that circling so undersold on commentary but holy shit um and it makes me happy to see her grow week in and week out the way she is like she really seems to be putting the work in and they really seem to be hot her I wonder if she's on what Anna Jay's track was going to be um I'm with you. I kind of liked the bunny being a little bit conniving with Aubrey. Uh, this match was better than I thought it was going to be for sure. I'll say that. Um, I'm not so sure about Tay taking the pin either. The only thing I could think was that, you know, she is number one in the standings and she's not your champion. So maybe that makes sense. Um, but I was much more pleasantly surprised by this match than I thought it was going to be. It looked a lot, cleaner and more organized than i was expecting um and it was nice to see allie back in the ring. she looks pretty good
0: yeah i mean i so to your points there kate uh i totally get it like somebody had to take the pin if if she didn't take Conti, we gonna lose and it's not going to be cheating she's your champ but i i would have put money on it was going to be the bunny taking the pin here tonight uh so it's interesting but again they're they're they are highlighting talent we haven't seen on TV in a while, right? So the bunny gets the win in her kind of first match back in a while on television. So interesting. Matt, your thoughts?
2: Uh, I like the match, actually. Uh, again, this the, I hate the spots where everybody gathers outside the ring so everybody can catch each other. Um, but with that being said, Te Conte did not get beat clean in the ring. The bunny used the – she cheated. She used a kendo stick. She hit her. All right. The, what do they call it? The, the tie, tie KO? The tie she hit the tie KO, but Nyla Rose broke it up, uh, and then shenanigans ensued. Uh, so I get it, you know, like that's good storytelling. They can't, you know, the bunny hasn't been on TV for a while. She looked great. Um, she can't get the win without a little assistance, and she used Sheeta's kendo stick to get the win. Uh, and there was so much stuff going on outside the ring with the Matt Hardy and the private party and the Butcher and the Blade and the Dark Order uh, and Vicky Guerrero. Uh, so I think for all the all the shit that was there that could have muddied it up, I think they told a good story. I think the bunny using the uh, kendo stick to get the win gives us another maybe storyline with Tay and, uh, and the bunny. I'm really not... I just don't want Sheeta and Nyla again. Yeah, I'm
0: kind of with you there. We've seen it, so I get it. Um well after this we're getting ready for our main event uh but before that we do get a promo from jurassic express where they're calling out bear country for throwing marco stun around and they say that uh they're on top of the food chain uh and i guess because uh king kong versus uh um oh my god godzilla came out yes today uh, they want to have a match next week. Um, they'll be Godzilla and bear country be King Kong. But Matt's favorite guy, Marco stunt reveals that he just got a King Kong tattoo. What a Luchasaurus... fucking
2: hand job.
0: That's right. Luchasaurus is upset because he's like, we're the fucking dinosaurs. Of course.
2: Why would so... you get a fucking gorilla tattoo? That better not be real either. Cause his excuse was fucking dumb as shit. That he got he it said, just as a reminder to so he could beat people's asses?
0: Yeah, he said something like, so I could beat that ass. And I was like, I don't understand that, but okay. Okay.
2: So he's a next dummy. Week he's a dummy, and he doesn't belong to be in the spot he's in. How do you like them apples? You're a fucking, you're dead weight, and you're holding down Jurassic Express, and you're holding down Jungle Boy. Guess who's in the rankings? Jungle Boy twice. You know who's not in any rankings? Marco Stunt, because somebody has to eat the pins. You annoying little shitmonger. Why would you get a tattoo of a gorilla? Maybe your, lead, your I- leader is a dinosaur.
1: Maybe because he's going to be spending time in gorilla because you ruined his self esteem.
2: Good. I hope I did ruin his self esteem. i hope he fucking shaves off all his hair. He looks like Sinead O'Connor and he fucking roasts in the sun on the beach in Jacksonville. you hey, like them apples, you pasty little white shit.
1: How now How are you... the
0: beaches in Jacksonville? I've never, I, I, I didn't assume... get to go the whole time. I, the whole time I was here, I was at the, I was at the, uh, stadium. And then I got right back on a plane, man. They don't let you gallivant around.
2: I would assume they are nice. You get a nice breeze off the Gulf. Is it? it, Jacksonville's not in the Gulf, though. Isn't it on the side with the Gulf of Mexico?
0: No, dum-dum. It's on the coast.
1: (laughs) Well, both are the
2: coast. Well, well, fuck (laughs) me running. I've never been to Jacksonville. You want to know why? Because I hear Jacksonville's a shithole. How do you like them apples?
0: Wow. Matthew, why? I went there I went there every day for every week for a year. It sounds like not...
2: your problem not mine. They sullied the good name of Dan Marino when their shitty football team destroyed him in his last game ever and I've never been able to go back. I can't even look at Jacksonville on the map. That's why I don't know where it is. And I'm also an idiot, so tell a friend. But I don't there... have any fucking gorilla tattoos on me when my best friend's a dinosaur, my leader.
1: I mean, you do have a bat.
2: I do have the death bat. Do you want me to take my shirt off now? Yes. Yep. Now I
0: definitely want to see it. I mean. I can't believe you would get that put on. Oh, my
2: God. Now I'm going to do the rest Why of this podcast. Why would pod- you do that? I'm going to do the rest of this podcast like Burt Kreischer. Oh. I hope you're happy. I,
0: I can't believe you have that thing on your body.
2: The death bat?
0: Oh, it's terrible. It's cool.
1: The Mets lost. No, not- up this skull door. He's just wiling out.
0: Mac, swing your shirt around your head. Get it going. You sign Lindor. Woo! Woo-hoo. What?
2: Look
1: at my hairy Kate, nipples. Um, you
0: love my nipples, Mac, How much if we got your n- one nipple pierced?
2: Oh, I don't know. That would probably hurt. No. I would
0: think Kate, so. I'm I'm thinking that maybe when we start to get this Dark Order thing. Er, whoa! Now oh, I can do it. Matt's hey, infected. Guys, oh, Matt's infected.
1: That you take your shirt off, so you can't re- <laughs> like you making fun of other people and that voice just You
2: hard. know what, Kate? I would say something, but then people would be like, "You can't say that to a woman." So I'm not gonna say nothing.
1: I got a gorilla tattoo. No idea. Where? I think Matt should get his nipples pierced in Jackson. No,
2: well. once I tried to shave my hairy nipples, and I cut my nipple with the razor, and it hurt like a motherfucker.
1: Well, you didn't that... have safe technology. You should.
2: That's true. Can I put that my
1: shirt back true. on?
0: No, Uh, Uh, I here's what I suggest. A Mark order podcast uh, trip down to Jacksonville, right?
2: We did the math. It's a what? A day and a half drive, uh, uh, three quarters of the day drive. You know what? I will reach out to Lindsay Snow and we can all get tattoos at our tattoo shop. (gasps) I would certainly get a tattoo, not a nipple piercing. But Matt, I'm not signing up for a nipple piercing.
0: What would it take because we can make this a rate, we can make this a podcast bit. Like oh, we can don't do that cuz you
2: know I'll do any bit for the fucking
0: show. Why would you do that to me? Sign it up. No, I don't want that. Bit. No. What if but here's what I was going to say. What if we when when it's uh, when we're all immunized and we're safe and we can go to Jacksonville for a wrestling event um what would it take for you to get your nipple pierced just but one? I don't want to. You just could take one.
1: Him out. you could let him close up a month later. That's a terrible idea that
2: sounds very painful.
1: I I'll just talk to Reed. Wait, I'm wait. sure she it's up to Berg
0: <laughs> oh it's up to Berg oh the Berg man.
1: Yeah, him. He recognized but... your um Avenge tattoo right away. Thank you, you. Know?
2: did he recognize my docking tattoo? No, nobody would. It's not true. This is a trivium tattoo. Why becoming the dragon? Matt, the generic rock
0: tattoos, you got to stop. There's no
2: there's a dragon and there's a fish. It looks very good.
1: They're really nice. Very, uh,
0: I know they're nice in person. It's just the fact that it's three bands that are just like, "Oh, uh, do you have any problems with Iron Maiden or Motorhead?" No, neither of those. So if you got those you're good. It's the lower
2: half. the lower it's the lower, <laughs> half, it's the lower <laughs> half of my body, buddy. Nice. You've seen my tattoos.
1: Save my bell, send out. Everyone freeze. Berg says you need to get your nipples gauged.
2: Boom. (laughs) Oh, like my ears? No. What is wrong with the two of you? Boom, roasted. Boom, roasted. No, I'm not getting my fucking nipples tattooed or gauged.
0: Well, folks, stay tuned because we're going to have some discussions behind the scenes and we'll let you know when the one nipple piercing is going to take place. I'm not just a single nipple.
1: No, You hate Berg is basically what you just said. You were like, I don't give a fuck about our listeners. If it means I'm not putting...
2: Whoa. whoa, whoa. (laughs) We're we're not even three hours into our new show and I hate the listeners because I won't deform my body with piercings in my nipples. Yeah, <laughs> I don't see you lining up for nipple piercings, are you?
1: No, I'm a, I'm a dame.
2: Oh yeah, you're a dame. What are you, Eddie? You got all fucking dressed up for this dumb podcast tonight. You couldn't figure out your green screen. You want to look like Anna J? But I got to get my nipples pierced for this show. Yeah. Don't you say anything up yeah. there, fucking Mister Jacksonville. I don't want to hear it. I'll, I'll get a tattoo for sure. At a the, tattoo the, of at what? The... Well, I'll have to visit my. Uh... Everyone gets a Nard dog tattoo.
1: <laughs> no, you, Aunt gets a tattoo of that's a portrait of Matt with his gauged nipples.
0: How about just a tattoo of Matt's gauged
2: nipple? <laughs> How about Matt's not getting his nipples gauged?
1: Uh... Just pierced. No, just
2: pierced. L- I... You leave these nipples alone. <laughs>
1: but. <laughs> If Rihanna walks in, I'm logging off the call. What do you mean if
2: Rihanna? She's gonna be like, "What are you doing, dummy?" She's downstairs <laughs> she's making not- Easter Easter food.
1: The visual of you getting very defensive while shirtless and your cat's butt in the picture was just phenomenal.
2: That's what Nelly does.
1: <laughs> what a babe. Well.
2: They
0: did at this point also hype up the card for next week. Matt, would you happen to have the card for next week?
2: I do have the card for next week. Jurassic Express against Bear Country. The Inner Circle returns. Darby, Allen, defends his TNT Championship against J.D. Drake. And Ty Conte takes on the Bunny. Our main event, Kenny Omega and the Good Brothers against Moxley and the Young Bucks. Although, I don't want to say that's the main event because knowing AEW, they might open with that. Very true. Very true, but another tr- high
0: like high-level trios match, so it's interesting to see where they're going with the trios. Um, and then, folks, we're at our main event of the evening on Dynamite. The best friends, uh, Chuck Taylor and Orange Cassidy versus Kip Sabian and Miro in an arcade anarchy match. Now, for those who may not have seen this, arcade anarchy simply means that they uh, remove the barricades from ringside, put a whole bunch of of arcade cabinets uh there some nice ones too mortal Kombat, pac-man uh there was a funk air hockey table there was a uh crane machine they even had uh things hanging up that you could redeem tickets for like trash can lids and uh chairs so it was uh it was set up pretty nice uh but pretty much during this match anything goes uh, use of weapons, arcade machines, all that kind of stuff. So we do get uh, a whole lot of uh, use out of those machines. At one point, uh, Kip Sabian puts Orange Cassidy into the Whack-a-Mole machine, uh, and then uh, Orange Cassidy gets hit with the mallet. Um, you know, uh, weapons get used from that are hanging up for tickets. Um, and then I'm going to kind of cut through some of this clutter. Uh, at one point. Um, uh, there's a pin and Penelope cause Miro is down on the floor. Uh, Penelope saves Kip Sabian by pulling ref Aubrey out of the ring, which I think I actually said a couple weeks ago, like we haven't seen anybody do anything like that with the ref. Uh, they should probably implement that if you're a, you know, a heel. And we saw Penelope do that tonight. And then she, uh, gives a low blow to orange Cassidy. Who's on the outside now. And she goes to whip him with her belt but what happens guys something emerges from the crane machine it's boop the alien is back and she is out for uh penelope ford uh and um they get into it they go through the hockey table uh, an air hockey table or something uh and then uh we are continuing to fight among the machines. Uh Miro is now taking it to both Orange Cassidy and Chucky e. T. And then and they're trying to crawl away, but a car is now coming towards the ramp. It pulls it up, guys. What is it? It's a minivan. It's Sue! <laughs> That's right, she deserved, Matt.
1: She deserves it.
0: It is Sue. She's in her brand new uh uh minivan. And the door opens to reveal that Trent is now back. He kisses his mommy goodbye and goes to help his pal. So now he's getting into it uh, with uh, Miro. Uh, eventually, um, uh, Miro gets speared uh, through uh, through something. I don't fucking remember. A table. Uh, a table. Oh, that's right. Miro stood a table up. So he gets speared through the table and then uh, Chuck Taylor power slams Kip Sabian through the stage. uh, And that's the end best friends win by pinfall. That's the running power slam through this uh, the stage uh, from Chuck Taylor on Kip Sabian. So Kip Sabian uh, eats the pin. um, and And we can all assume what may happen next week. So we'll talk about that. But we leave the night, um, we get a uh, best friends hug, Chris Statlander comes into the ring to do a hug, we get another zoom out, they got to give the people what we want, Trent's back, Chris is back, and that's the end of the show. So, a couple things here, for me, I actually didn't have a problem with this match, uh, I really didn't want to see them fight like with arcade shit, but it worked, Um awesome that Chris Statlander's back, because I think we've all been kind of hearing rumblings that she's been kind of close to ready. So now she's back. And at one point when they went through the air hockey table, it looked like she was like down. And I was like, God, I hope she's not really hurt. But she looked fine. And the other thing was, I thought Trent was going to be in, out for like another couple months. So maybe his injury wasn't so bad, uh, or he... Uh, he healed 110% Remember like MJF overhealed, maybe <laughs> Trent also overhealed. Uh, but it's good that Trent is back because I think Trent is a great worker. Um, and I love seeing him wrestle. So, uh, all in all, I didn't have a problem with this. Uh, let's see, uh, shirtless Matthew with soon to be pierced nipples. Um, cool. what did you think of this match?
2: Uh, I thought this match was a really fun time. I liked all the surprises. Uh, That's just Trixie. Trixie never comes on the camera. Good girl. Um, I had one problem. Uh, While Miro is buried under all the shit, Penelope is standing in front of him by the ring apron cheering on Kip. The least you could do is make her pretend like she can't move. I mean, she's there for both of them. Why is she not helping uncover Miro? very true so that That's bothered me um but i liked everything about this it was it served its purpose it's great to see uh, chris statlander back that was a great spot to have her come back uh and pop out of the uh the crane machine game uh and sue coming back with trent i mean come on that was awesome and this the idea that we could see like trent and miro uh oh thank you for making the video bigger over there uh trixie Um, the fact that we can see like a Miro and Trent feud, I would be all in. I think next week Miro is going to lose his fucking mind. Um, and that'll be it for the whole like Miro Kip thing. And hopefully we can move past this. And then you just have another team for the trios.
0: Yeah. Um, good point, Matt. I didn't actually think about the Penelope thing, but you're right. It kind of makes sense. Uh, but yes, and I should actually—I failed to mention that. Uh, and then, Kate, I want your take. Um, Chris Tatlander comes out of the crane game, and it's an alien, It's all alien stuff in there. So I think it was like they had little alien stuffed animals and like planets and rocket ships. So it was perfect. Uh, Kate, what would you think?
1: Boop. Uh, I had low expectations, and I ended up really, really liking this. They seem to know how to make main events feel. Main event-y. I also would like to point out that Raw copied this exact same thing, basically. <laughs> um, less surprises, less of like a true match, but come on. Um, really liked it. Agree with Matt on that spot, though I did not catch it in real time. Not everyone can be Sensational Sherry or Sunny or Miss Elizabeth or Lita as you can go vote in The Valet 32. On the Shining Wizards podcast social media.
2: Don't, don't. don't shake your head, Anthony. It's a very important tournament. Have you been voting? I have, and I'm
0: just going to be, if this doesn't come down, uh, sidebar, if this doesn't come down to the only way it should come down in the finals, the battle over the heart of the macho man Randy Savage, Sensational Sherry versus Elizabeth, and Elizabeth coming out on top, then this whole thing was for nothing, Matt. The whole thing. Because there's nobody better than Miss Elizabeth.
2: You know what? I agree, Anthony. But you can't you can't dispute the numbers. If Lita decides to retweet the vote like no. she did last week, and then Both. Uh, by the time this episode ended, she had bypassed whoever she was challenging because she retweeted it right when the episode started, uh, so be it. The fans vote. It's all about the fans, buddy. Horseshit. I agree with you. Look, did I think the Dudley should have been a, a final four tag team in the, in the shining wizard 64 tag team? No, not at all, but they got there Horseshit. because people yeah. voted for them.
1: A very what? fun contest. And I think Sonny versus Sherry is going to be rough. That was tough to choose between, but, um, match was great. The surprises were great. It kind of makes sense that the storyline got so stalled if Trent was this close to coming back. I kind of understand it now. Like if someone's only a few weeks away, maybe you push too far. Maybe you go past a pay-per-view where this would logically end because you can have a better situation for this to end on. Um, I love the idea of Chris Atlander being a best friend. I think Tony would have a coronary, but I would not care if, chris Statlander and orange cassidy do have a romance i'm i don't even normally like romances in wrestling but come on just uh warms warms the heart great way to end the show and sue i mean is there anyone more over in wrestling than sue matt gave her the sting announcement like so great so much fun great storytelling i loved her like because she, she went away on the middle finger last time. This time she went away on like a, a celebratory fist bump. Really, really fun stuff. And well utilized with the gaming stuff. It didn't get too clumsy. But you could not pay me to take a Lego spot. Much like Aunt wouldn't take a swirly. Ooh. I would not take a Lego spot for a bazillion dollars. Maybe a bazillion. But you get what I'm saying.
0: <laughs> so... Uh... You know, and the other thing I think I said to Gina as we were watching this on the couch is you would think Sue would uh, at this point uh, be hip to the fact you probably shouldn't bring your minivan close to the ring because (laughs) last time it got destroyed and this time Miro almost destroyed it again. Uh, So uh, Sue should learn. Also, I'd like some thoughts. Um, uh, I know that last week we spoke about Orange Cassidy's music changing uh and it was kind of like okay i like the song not sure if it's gonna work uh and then seeing it live tonight i think it works i think it works just fine for his character and for an entrance i thought maybe the lead-in was gonna be too long but i thought it worked kate did you like it
1: i did there'll always be a part of me that wants him to have jane but i thought this worked really well and yeah i can get down with the pixies and it fits oc very well i think
0: oh totally and you know um i think the other thing too is that we have to remember um i think in this case it's okay that he has a silly song because he's not super serious right not like jungle boy his song doesn't work because it's too silly
1: so silly such a leap from jungle boy to tarzan
0: seriously it's not the same it's just not the same so that was our, um, that was our match. That oh Matt, did you yes. like the new OC music? I'm sorry, I forgot I to get your was, opinion. I,
2: we played it last week. I'm a fan of it. I dig it.
0: Oh yeah, I just mean I didn't. We didn't see it. Like this was the first night I saw it in practice. Like I know they did it on dark or something like that, but I thought it worked live, like uh, in the moment. So, uh, all right, guys, that's the end of dynamite. So uh, we do have some news and notes. Oh, um. and the first thing is, guys, the Wednesday Night War is over. It's was been ever, officially announced.
2: Was there ever a war, though?
1: Yep. No, there wasn't. Absolutely no. not.
0: But it is it is just something that's worth noting, uh, and it's not I don't think it's because of ratings or anything like that. But it was announced, uh, I guess, yesterday that USA Network and NXT have extended their partnership for multi years. Uh, and that NXT will be moving to Tuesday nights at 8 p.m. Uh, starting April 13th. So, again, we've kind of talked about we, we talked about it earlier and how much wrestling is out there and what people are watching. And clearly, you know, WWE and AEW are two of the largest brands out there right now. So I think this helps both, you know, uh, both brands as well as a fan base who's watching both to be able to, you know, watch them in real time. So it's a good move, but I wanted to just run through somebody put together kind of a, it it won't include necessarily everything, but enough of the big things and the schedule and how it will look once everything kind of shakes out. So wrap your brain around this folks. When all these moves take place Monday nights, we will have AEW dark elevation on YouTube Ring of Honor TV on Fight, and then Raw on USA Network. Tuesdays, we will have AEW Dark on YouTube, NWA Power on Fight, and WWE NXT on USA. Wednesdays will be Dynamite. That's right, it will Hulkster. Uh, It is Hulkster. Uh, Wednesday nights will be Dynamite on TNT. Fusion will be on YouTube. Uh, Thursdays will be Impact Wrestling on Access, so Impact is moving to Thursdays. New Japan uh, Pro Wrestling is on Roku, and then uh, WWE NXT will run on Peacock. And on Fridays... Yes. uh, On Fridays, we get New Japan Strong on NJPW World and Fight, SmackDown on Fox, and uh I had no idea 205 Live is streaming on Peacock. No, what so I it's unbelievable. So guys, as we were kind of talking about it before, like how much wrestling there is, there literally we will be major wrestling on every night of the week in mid-April. Uh so Matt, hearing the schedule all laid out like that,
2: are you gonna keep up with everything? <laughs> Jesus! Uh, I'm going to do my best to try and keep up with everything. Um, but it's going to be hard, like dark elevation, uh, impact. They're not MLW is not at the top of my queue. Um, uh, obviously AEW, uh, ring of honor, uh, new Japan, strong, new Japan, uh, and then You know, if I can find time for NXT, um, it's just a lot. And there's only so many times I can convince my wife to watch wrestling. Um, You know, I'll figure it out. But I like that it's kind of spaced out. But, uh, yeah, you know, more variety. Pick and choose. Kate, this is going to help you, right? Because you're
0: an NXT, you're a regular NXT viewer, right? So this is going to help open up the schedule for you a little bit.
1: I am ecstatic to have those on back-to-back days because I have friends that watch NXT on Wednesdays too that would love to watch AEW in real time. So I think it's just a very healthy move for both brands. And I'm also very glad that Impact preemptively was like, we're moving to Thursdays. (laughs) I think that was a very smart call um and i am it's a good thing that there's wrestling i want to see on every single day of the week that is cool i'll take it (laughs) dummy dummy yeah yeah
0: that was rude
1: no what you're just hitting buttons now do you understand me
0: we gotta put together our own we're gonna have to put together our own soundboard kate for yeah the mark order podcast
1: yes please. oh yeah oh yeah
2: suck on that hollis
0: who's hollis fuck the shining wizards well good because we're not the shining wizards these nuts <laughs> got him got him anyway moving uh... on in the news no. <laughs>
2: I'm not doing anything to my nipples.
0: <laughs> oh, you're getting that nipple pierced, you're baby. Fucking um,
2: drunk. Go home. You're drunk.
0: Moving on. Moving uh, on. They Onward. Did, they did announce the AEW House Show Ugh. card. So um, there were uh, tickets uh, going on sale March 29th. So that was a couple days ago for AEW's uh, first ever house show in Jacksonville. It isn't titled aew presents the house always wins so they're really staying hard with the casino theme. but they did announce that it's going to be uh kenny omega and michael nakazawa versus matt and Mike <laughs> cody versus <laughs> cody versus ethan page the aew cool. world tag team champions young bucks and brandon cutler versus death triangle uh tnt champion darby allen will put his title on the line but they do not say who that is yet and we will see the pinnacle Britt baker orange cassidy and jade cargill shut the fuck up guys jade cargill will be in action so it's gonna be april 9th uh so obviously wrestlemania weekend uh in jacksonville uh tickets i guess maybe still available guys would this be something that you'd be interested in going to see or is this card not enough to really draw you it is very house
2: showish uh uh i understand why they're doing it i would not go see michael nakazawa and kenny omega wrestle the sidells But I get it. There's people who will be around for WrestleMania and maybe like this is like a one, you know, who knows when AEW is going to go back out on the road again. Like, do you want to go see Effie's Big Gay Brunch? Do you want to go see Bloodsport? Do you want to go see Joey Daniela's Spring Break? Or would you rather see AEW? Like, a lot of those things are if you are not, if you don't have your finger on the pulse of wrestling, you kind of don't understand what's going on. And AEW being an alternative, I guess... You know, you're there, it's your building. It's not like you're paying for it. So, fuck it. Why not run a show and see if people show up? I wouldn't, but whatever.
1: Yeah, I think this is almost as good as, like, a. as good for the talent as it is for fans to go see. Like, to give Jade Cargill a rep, I think, is a really good idea when it's not on television. Um, Yeah, I think this is just their way of participating in the big wrestling weekend iwtv has their showcase the collective is running wrestlemania is running um why not just like throw something in there i i think it's fun why not if i had not been burnt out on wrestling from what's going on at the showcases i might pop in depends how much it is probably (laughs)
0: Yeah, I don't know. What I saw didn't give a price. I think tickets were like 30 bucks. you know, nothing crazy yeah. expensive. So seems pretty standard. Uh, and then just a couple little things. Uh, we had talked about, obviously, Andrade uh, being available uh, to sign wherever he wants now. Uh, no news on where that is yet. But it did come out uh, that he has said, believe it or not, his main roster contract for the WWE was 3 million a year so i guess at that point you don't give a fuck if you're not wrestling because you are getting paid but uh at that point uh i mean clearly uh he's not gonna get that money anywhere else right like that's insane
1: i mean yeah he's marrying charlotte so i think they probably feel pretty good about their financial future like he already has that much in the bank he clearly I, like i i think that's awesome that he was like you know what i'll walk away from that because i want to have a career like he it's more important for him to do stuff than to sit in catering so um good good for him for making that his priority when financially he's probably gonna be set for the rest of his life already why not so go to roh don't get paid but have some absolute bangers of matches <laughs>
0: yeah i mean it's uh it's just pretty incredible that dollar amount definitely was a shocker Um,
1: wasted that dollar amount like that blows my mind
0: yeah i mean i think that he's talent that's worth money but that's a lot of fucking money
1: It's a lot of money it's a lot of catering money
0: (laughs) totally i hope he was eating his three million worth uh, and then the only other thing that I saw was uh, apparently the wrestling observer says uh AEW is showing some interest in signing Daga. Now there's, there's some interesting things there because Daga is married to Tessa Blanchard, who apparently now AEW is being stated as undecided on whether they would want her to bring her in. So mixed messages all around continue on tessa blanchard they're interested they're not interested now they're not sure who knows uh but i i found it interesting that that at least came up that they were looking at possibly bringing daga in because it would give you kind of an inroad to tessa so uh anybody have any thoughts on that just something of a passing interest i saw
2: pass Good. all right The only (laughs) only thing I know from Daga is Impact and nothing he's ever done has been like, wow, that's great.
1: Yeah, I don't feel like this roster is missing very much. So if someone's going to come in, it should be someone that's going to, I think, knock your socks off at this point. They've got people that can eat pins. They've got veterans who can make other people look good but won't be in title pictures. Like, I just don't um, see the need for him. But...
2: And if that we're using a lot of chatter <laughs> and if we're using Ethan page in a tag team right now, like you clearly are, you know, there's a log jam at the top. So bringing him in, a, you know, outside of getting a foot in the door with Tessa, who, if you're really interested in is a smart move. But I don't think he moves the... He doesn't move the needle. He doesn't make you go, Ooh, I'm going to put on AEW because they have Doggett. It's not like they signed Andrade. If Andrade shows up on AEW, you're going to get NXT quality matches out of him. Uh, And he had some fucking amazing NXT matches uh, with Johnny Gargano and company. So... You know, I don't know. I have zero interest with Daga. I know he has, I think he has a relationship with the Lucha Brothers, so that might play into it too. But, yeah, eh, I'd rather see him. Sh- Daga can go to fucking Ring of Honor. He can team with Flamita and they can feud with Ray Oris and Bandito. Yeah, I, my only thought was
0: the only reason you'd bring him in is because there's a chance at you pulling Tessa with him, right? Her husband's there. Maybe she wants to come. Oh, she wants to come
2: oh boy
1: mm-hmm.
2: but that oh, was you honestly like that Kate you want to pierce my nipples but you don't like to cum jokes
1: well yeah cause that's hilarious <laughs>
2: <laughs> the only uh, other thing
0: and it, it wasn't uh, no, oh I, this, I forgot Kate I totally left it off the sheet this was uh, today was an anniversary for AEW right in AEW history what was today remind us
1: Today was the one-year anniversary of um, Brody Lee's first match, so um, I don't think his debut proper because that was not a match, but of his first actual match on AEW Dynamite, which uh, is kind of mind-blowing when you think about, A, just a reminder of the fact that his entire AEW career was in a pandemic, (laughs) and B, how just like everything else in quarantine, how long ago and how short ago that has that feels. Um, but just, you know, I'm sure these will be popping up over the next year or so since we lost him, but Tony Khan put out a nice uh, remembrance statement about it. And uh, yeah, worth acknowledging for sure.
2: Uh, did you know Daga is three and O and hair versus hair or hair versus mask matches? Nope. Oh! If you could tell me the three people he beat, I will pierce my nipples without looking it up.
1: I'm definitely not looking it up yeah, right you're now. You're
2: looking it up. I win. I'm not piercing it. my nipples. I'm not putting a gauge in my nipples, you weirdos. You freak as always. You know,
0: you know, I had a one passing thing too, although it's not necessarily AEW related. Um, I don't know if you guys follow college amateur wrestling at all ncaa wrestling but i happened to i don't know i guess it was just there was nothing on tv clearly slipping through so i guess it was on espn because they don't have uh the ncaa tournament or anything <laughs> like that so i stopped on it why and um why? it actually was pretty awesome oh, it was man. really awesome cool uh, and i learned a lot about uh Amateur wrestling. Yeah. So you check a lot of guys' oils in the last week. Listen, let me tell you this, Matt. Yes. Those guys would twist and turn us into fucking pretzels. Look, Uh, Anthony, they
2: would, they would hook you if you uh, need to be hooked. I'm calling people out left and right. I'm losing. I'm I'm winning a battle against Bobby Lashley and King Mo. They keep dodging me. Bring on the wrestlers. Who do you want me to challenge? Kurt Angle? Well, there is a,
0: there is a, uh, a wrestler out there. His name is Gable Stevenson. Uh, he wrestled as a as a heavyweight. Uh, I don't remember the school. I think it was like Minnesota or, yeah, or Iowa, something like that. Or
2: Penn State.
0: Listen, there was Penn State had like three guys win the whole thing, and they still didn't win the tournament. Like wrestling is amateur wrestling. The way those tournaments run are crazy. But uh, the kid from Iowa who was like a featherweight. Uh he wrestled the match and then afterwards found out that he was wrestling the whole tournament with a torn ACL. Like the kid was badass and he was not evading. He was twisting this other kid up. But this uh champion uh he's a heavyweight NCAA division one uh heavyweight champion, Gable Stevenson. Um, and he tweeted Sunday Uh, that he's going to be the biggest star that WWE has ever had. So he said he's already spoken to apparently Paul Heyman, Triple H, and others about joining the company, but he is focused on the Olympics, and this kid probably has a chance to win an Olympic medal. Uh, But uh, it just uh, would be amazing if maybe at some point uh, after watching these kids wrestle, uh, if AEW could get their hands on some talent like this, I think it could be another – avenue for them to go to and develop their own talent that's not necessarily from a pro wrestling background
2: Uh, Um, Anthony
0: Agogo oh he's the first one right but he's a boxer
2: he wasn't a wrestler oh he's a boxer
0: totally different
2: he's still not a professional wrestler okay so there's one would you rather throw hands with a boxer or a professional wrestler I
0: wouldn't want to throw hands with anybody but I will say this uh, Anthony Agogo, bronze medalist I think we've both got a chance, Matt Oh yeah? How many medals do I have,
2: Anthony? Listen, bronze um, It ain't gold, baby We got a shot I Look, this isn't the office, okay? I can't take a fucking yogurt lid and turn it inside out And walk around like I'm wearing a gold medal Alright, buddy?
1: I mean, you could No you one's buying
2: could. that shit Look at me, I have no shirt on right now
0: Yeah, nobody's buying that That's for sure so you um,
2: couldn't find anything else. To you watch like you have like the shittiest taste in TV, buddy.
1: Wow, Said murder does. doc and Bob Ross guy.
2: I mean, this it's guy's watching t- the fucking Grammys. He hates every second of it. He's like hate watching it. That's true. There was nothing on. It was a Sunday night. There's, there's always something on. You have the world at your fingertips. You can watch whatever you want. It's not true. There was nothing on. I flipped through all the movie channels. There was nothing
0: on. I happened to catch amateur college uh wrestling championship and it was awesome dude that takes so much athleticism nobody's these kids are wrestling with these kids are wrestling with like their noses are bleeding and shit and i'm like i would have tapped out at that point i've been like he bought me in the nose i'm done he
2: bought me you would say he bought me in the nose you don't belong in this on the mat then if you buy bopped you bopped me get out of here that's why i don't do it clearly let me. Let's say. It's let's water go. Water. Let's drive to Somerset. Let's play game of checkers on Kate's pants. Loser gets their nipples pierced. Kate is. Uh, Kate, what Kate you are the skankin- whitest girl ever? What are those? What are you wearing on your feet? Listen, oh, Kate is a- gonna go.
1: They're cozy slippers.
0: Kate is gonna skank her way down the street to a real big fish or a less than Jake show and she's gonna just two-step her way all night when shows happen again. That's what she's preparing
1: saw for. I less than Jake at like BeerCon or whatever in Atlantic City. They were not great. <laughs> and I was not wearing have... pants.
0: Well, you should have been. You would have fit right in. You're at BeerCon.
2: Oh, why <laughs> did you get so loud? Who, me? Yes, you.
0: Oh, I didn't do anything. I'm just sitting
2: here.
1: This has been such a great first episode of the Mark Order podcast. Well, yeah.
0: we we have really just hit a wall here at the end.
2: I mean it is after one.
0: True. Hit the music then. Let's uh, go. So go to so join, anyway,
2: join dot com is the website. That's where you can listen to this show. Uh at Mark Order Pod on all forms of social media. Make sure you give us a follow every Wednesday night, right after Dynamite. It'll be some semblance of the three of us. Uh, usually it will be me who is missing. You cannot fill the void. There will be no no one else is going to do the last hour of the show without a shirt on. <laughs> That's that true. sounds
1: like a challenge. We're going to find someone.
2: <laughs> good. You know what? Good luck. If you can find somebody who doesn't give a shit as much as me, then good for them. <laughs> <laughs> kate kate if you ever decide that
0: you might want to do that we are going to let everybody know well ahead of schedule so that people can be sure to tune in
1: first kate, you want me shaving the lady bits with no kate
0: kate kate it's all we're working the marks kate remember we're working the marks jesus
2: christ yeah you, you know what? we should take advantage of the fact that we do a podcast with a woman we got to get him in somehow, Kate. Just right? say
0: you're going to do something.
1: All right. I'll yeah. scheme on some things.
2: Steam on some things?
1: Scheme. Scheme.
2: Scheme. 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 scheme.
0: Shashimi. Martin Sheen. Mark Order Pod on all sorts of social media. We are currently on uh, Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. We're also on Facebook. So if you're watching us on Facebook, hi i don't know how you've made it this long uh, but uh we thank you for joining us um give us a follow on everything we're going to start putting more con- uh content everywhere now that uh you know we've kind of made the official switch so stay with us um we'll be doing that kind of stuff we're going to be updating the website join themarkorder.com is the website we'll start filling that stuff up and you can find the old episodes and we are also in the shining wizards discord hanging out all the time so make sure you head on over we'll link it from our side too uh, on our social Uh, so just hit up the discord a lot of fun a lot of uh, communities different wrestling rooms things like that so uh, we talk about everything join up and let's have some fun
2: we'll be back next Wednesday with another episode of the Mark Order Podcast
0: This concludes the Mark Order podcast. We now return you to your regularly scheduled programming. Join the Mark Order.